So, I guess what I can ask is, are you ready to light this Hanukkah candle? Let's light it. Hey! <laughs> Woo! Oh, oh, oh! Oh, oh, oh. Ah, yes, that's right. We're back. Yeah, it took us less than a month to do it, too. And it's Gonzamus time. Oh. You know it's a Gonzamus episode when Mike's already drinking. It's already drinking. We have to, you're getting two this month, so everybody, it's a, you know, it's a, we're in the spirit of the season. So. Speaking of spirits... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm enjoying a uh, a caramel apple sangria. Ah, it's got uh, nice. caramel flavored vodka. It's got honey crisp apples. It's got grenadine, cherry grenadine. It's got uh, white wine. It's got. I think that's it. And I think I tasted cinnamon and nutmeg. Yeah, that's quite the drink. It's. I would say it's almost a girl drink, Tim. Whistling all over the place. Yeah, so I, I may be getting Gonzo Girl drink drunk. You know, that's the way to do it. There's some <laughs> lovely uh, instructional guides on the website. It'd be, it would be a, a G3D2. <laughs> G3D2, gotcha. Or G4D2, Gonzo Guy Girl Drink Drunk. Yeah, yeah there's a couple drinks. Anybody wants one? Website, check it out. Gonzo Guy Girl Drink. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, we are here. Um, so, uh, first order of business. Yeah, we, well, we have a movie. Tim, pick the movie. We did. We have a movie, Christmas film. Uh, we are exchanging Gonzo gifts. So, that's, that tradition goes on. And I don't know, uh, I don't know if you sent me this. I don't, uh, but I got something in the mail with instructions to call some number or something. I saw that I, I saw I got a me- I got a little message with the same thing. It's just a phone number. We don't know what it is. Uh, we're just happy somebody actually communicated with us. So yeah, uh, I hope I hope it's not that Rod guy. I mean, I like him, but I, I mean, he's been cleaning us out of prizes. And things. I want yeah yeah maybe uh, maybe it's somebody else. I don't know. Right? Doesn't look like it's the right area code for him. So I don't know. It's a phone number. So I think um, I think we need to call it. Yeah, I gotta fix do our yeah. first. Uh, I think we're gonna do a call. We're gonna actually call on the air. So let's find out. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. It up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm figuring it out. To the Gonzo phone. Yeah, the Gonzo phone doesn't beep numbers. So trust me it's, when I'm saying that I'm actually dialing numbers. It's really working. Yes. Beep up. You're probably hearing. All right. Let's see. Hello. Who is, is this? Our long lost correspondent. Yes, this it is what? the. What? <laughs> what was that again? I got it. Oh, hey! It's a gun. Hello. It's a gun from this miracle. It's a gun. <laughs> Oh, we don't. 
man. I kind of feel like Johnny LaRue when he got his crane shot in the SCTV Christmas special. Oh, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen... I love Johnny LaRue. But, <laughs> you know, the, the, funniest, the funniest Johnny LaRue line is, is he just said one time, I like broads, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was it. That's your title right there. I like broads, damn it. <laughs> Yeah. No, the uh... he he had a he had a he had a show called Jumping for Dollars one time, <laughs> and it just showed women, women like you know seventies women jumping up and down um, just for money that was hanging from strings, and it was called. And his eyes were just bugging out. It's called Jumping Johnny Larue's Jumping for Dollars. Oh. And what was uh, what was his line again? I like broads, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Right off the bat. Man, the, uh, that SCTV Christmas special is a real treat. Because, like, the whole episode of Jenny Who's begging Guy Caballero for a crane shot. This is hilarious. He's a correspondent on the street, and they, a guy sent him out on Christmas Eve, and he just gets drunk and he blubbers around because no one would talk to him. And, uh, and he's, he begs the whole episode for a, great, a crane shot. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, and Johnny really like passes out in the snow, like Santa shows up and gives him a crane shot. And then it's like he's sitting in this curb, all blubbery and drunk in snow, and then like the camera's on him. And then all of a sudden, it, it is the crane shot. It's like pull it out in the street, and you hear this "Amen." Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> SCTV is, is uh, Tim and I were talking one time about how uh, kids in the hall. Has always affected us, and it's like growing up, and like things we say. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would say SCTV is just as much too for me. And I mean, just like I remember um, the Count Floyd. Oh yeah. So I, mean, I still I still say that that my favorite Count Floyd, and I still say it sometimes. I'm like, well, just sit back, relax, and kick your pants off. <laughs> 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 uh, so anyway. how, how's, how's yeah. the corresponding business been man it's been a while yeah it's um it's the corresponding business it's 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 busy i haven't i haven't been there uh, since um happy yeah that's right that's... so and, but it, I, I betrayed my correspondence thing because the free time that i do have these days i've been watching actually good movies <laughs> And so, That's not any fun. so, <laughs> so my swing is going to be like a rusty gate, probably. It's uh, <laughs> so you're gonna uh, break that, but, you're but gonna break that rusty cage and run. Oh boy, <laughs> isn't it weird when you when you say that now? Like I think of Johnny Cash now, yeah, not Soundgarden. Me too. Like because it's because I, I like the way he says and run because like and run and run. <laughs> so, like just imagine when, when he when he had some food poisoning, he'd say, "I've got the run. <laughs> I'm gonna break. Gonna break this rusty gonna toilet. Break that toilet with my because <laughs> I got the run. <laughs> uh, it sounds so much better than Chris Cornell. Like cause Chris Cornell sounds like a screeching grandmother. I just I'm not a fan of, of Chris Cornell. Yeah, I don't think anybody would put a grandmother in a rusty cage. Now, Johnny Cash, he's been in the slammer, so I know he's been in a risky. That's, that's a really weird category, probably, on certain sites. 
Cagegrandmothers.com. <laughs> Cage, <laughs> oh, you know the probably is the fan of the GIRCs. I would I would make that website on purpose and not make it porn related just to frustrate a lot of people. It's exactly <laughs> what it says. It's just like a lady in there. It's just like sweet old grandma. They're sitting in a waste, rusty cages, waving at the camera. It's like, hey. or, or there's, so there's a clip just of like of five minutes of, of just like a bowl of hard candy just sitting there at a table with a doily. I charge 20 bucks to access for that because they're like, there's got to be more than just the grandma in the cage, right? Well, right. I mean, you've got to have you've got to have content, and then so then so this the site you put there, it would be that whole thing where someone's like, "Well, it's going to get good." For you. I mean, it's like a lot of art house films mm-hmm. where you keep watching it, and you're going, "Okay, something's going to happen soon. Something's I'm going to stick with it." Nothing happens. You're like, nothing happens. And then nothing happens. You know, uh, yeah, there's a, a a lot of art house films are a lot like that. But oh god, you missed out on Holy Mountain, John. Well, yeah, um, I, I a, have never... with us, by the way. What? You what? I believe John has a bone to pick with us over Holy Mountain. Oh! <laughs> no, I, hey, as long as, as, long as I, that I was, bone is not a tiger and shooting milk in my face, I'm okay with it. <laughs> no, I was, I was just laughing because when, when... And I've been trying to keep up. I'm a little behind on the, the ones that I, that I have not partaken in of the uh, episodes and um, there was one when I was actually driving home uh, I was on my my commute and I was listening to one of them and you guys were talking about uh, Zardarovsky and um, wait no wait so not Zardarovsky this is uh, yeah, this is Jodorowsky Jodorowsky okay Zardarovsky is the one who makes who's been making a movie that I've been trying to get Tim to watch because but I don't know if I, it's a responsible thing to do or not but anyway but no but you guys kept you were like I think there's this movie that you guys were getting stuff wrong and I was actually talking to my radio he's like no it's wrong <laughs> I don't remember what, they, what exactly it was but I'm like wait a minute these are my two friends why am I yelling at the radio I go no you dummy this <laughs> you what I'm just glad the episode engaged you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I was just about to say, I mean, I guess really if you think about it, breaking down the fourth wall, that's pretty amazing because it's it's two people that I've known for a long yeah. time. I'm actively listening, I'm actively participating, and I'm actually actively being a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you guys are you're mission accomplished. I mean, you guys got some... some <laughs> well, now, now, now we got the slide whistle from Kevin, so... I should uh, I should note the boys upstairs actually bought me a slide whistle, um, so I have a actual I can you know if you listen I think one of my more recent doses I play along with the music. And, oh oh wow! Well, this is the episode where I do nothing but but respond and slide whistle. So, so is this a, is this a, a a a pro one? Yeah, this is a pro. This He's turning out to be the Miles Davis of slide whistle. I'm working on it, but I'm also. Not, I've asked Santa for. You're a regular Zam Fear. No, that's that's pan food, man. Did you? You want to? You want to hear what is this? Oh. This is so hack, but it, it still makes me laugh. Um, 
Uh, you know, this whole Zamfir master of the pan flute. Johnny Carson, this shows my age, a million years ago had this thing called Zambeers, and it was just a guy who had like a pan flute, but it was empty beer bottles, <laughs> and it was Zambeer. <laughs> Master of the beer flute. He was just an alcoholic who would blow in these empty bottles. But, yeah. yeah. Again, that's what I still was there. Like, what are you saying, beers? I'm like, oh, the best. Sorry. I'll tell you this. I, I had I had a very uh, I had a very good moment with the pan flute. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. No, it was very. It was like very spiritual, and the, the only time ever, and that's when I was in San Antonio on the Riverwalk, walking along the Riverwalk, uh -huh. and then and then like, like just out of the corner of my ears, I guess someone had put in a CD of a pan flute, and uh, there is a cover version in pan flute of the song Fernando, and I was just like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, it, it was just somebody just listening to Fernando. I think it was like a street the... vendor, and it was loud enough. It was actually like it was like it was like it was like down the whole river walk. So it was like a huh. soundtrack to your river walk, and it was like pan food, but it was Fernando and pan food. Wow! Which Fernando is a pretty good song, anyway. It is, but you'd be surprised at how good it is when done in the style of pan food. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! See, so this is—I—I I imagine like the ones, the the episodes that I've heard um, that I have been on, they're probably really like they—they they seem like they're very like they follow and they're everything, and like I get in here and just like within like five minutes just wreck it and just derailing and pan flutes. <laughs> it's like I have no word. It's just like, hey, we, we need to ruin a show. Let's give them a call. And see oh, man. No, there have been some real stinkers this year, though. Tim and I both picked some real stinkers. We picked some real no. shit. <laughs> I, I, well, but, but see, this is this is what's interesting because um, I, I guess to get in the spirit of it, like I, I watched the Christmas movie that that was selected, and it was a real stinker. Uh, yeah. And then oh, yes. I found on my Roku, I forgot that I had added this thing called the Grindhouse Channel, mm -hmm. and I guess and I was just watching. I'm about a half hour into it, um, a movie called Geek, and it has to do with like uh, some hillbillies in Kentucky. And some campers, and so I just uh, and it's like from the eighties, and it's and I was watching, it and I was like, okay, I'm kind of, I kind of forget this because I've been watching, like I said, I've been pursuing movies that, that are you know quality and you know, and everything. So it's, it's kind of I, you forget, like it's such. This is this is my soapboxing. I I've probably told this to Tim a few times, but to me, it's like every movie is actually kind of great and kind of a kind of a miracle in a way if you think about it that you can actually get anything made and edited and put together so even if it's a piece of crap it's still pretty amazing you got it done yeah. <laughs> so that's in my like so like i was i was watching this geek movie and it's, like, it's not good and the acting's kind of but i'm just like you know what someone did it they made it that's pretty awesome and <laughs> i don't know it is so amazing because i'm just i've been really nostalgic about 80s like well, video Think about Shops what you said, and, and then think about Shanghai Surprise. It's still, it's I mean, the measuring really, because it, it, I, I, it's the stick with what yeah, the measure every will. other movie. And I'm so proud that I picked that piece of teeming monkey poop because that was the worst movie. I mean, that movie still makes me violent when I think about it. Uh, I mean, especially the the I'm doing quotation marks the knuckle wall uh, that he threw. <laughs> 
tell you what, though, you... It made that you sound. Would've, you would have... Oh, uh, just, just looking back, uh, I think in your wildest dreams, the family-themed Christian movie about a high school kid dominating oh, the, the stock market, yeah, you you didn't uh, miss anything in that one. Oh, wow. That was might be that was rough. That was really but Tim, rough. I'm but sorry. you're right. Tim what's, was going. What's it called? Uh, it's called in your in wildest your, dreams. I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you. Oh, I gotta listen to that one. Oh, you gotta go listen song, to it. The theme song is a ripoff to the Paul Simon's uh, "You Can Call Me Al" song. It is. It's a complete ripoff of that. Oh, it's a Christian wow. like, rock ripoff of "You Can Call Me Al." Yeah, it's terrible. Which, which that that's like one of my least favorite songs in the world. Anyhow. Well, this one's worse. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then like during the summer, yeah, Tim Tim went on the art house movie because he did Holly Mountain, and then after that he followed it up with uh, with the Canterbury Tales, with uh, Tom. Baker. Oh yeah, yeah. With the the, the I remember because he he was telling me about that, and I was like, what? That's stunk too. Yeah, and it, oh. it, it's some uh, <laughs> Italian <laughs> filmmaker who who uh, this was part of his trilogy. Of he'd take uh, famous like historical story books, and then uh-huh. just upgrade it to be more like comedy and show more boobs and stuff. So kind of sexy. What was it, what was his what was his name? What Pasolini. Pasolini. Yeah. Pasolini. Yeah. He did the uh, he did 101 Arabian Nights. Okay. Uh, were any were they fun? It, I mean, was it, it was at least fun, right? It's a strange movie. It's not without a It's yeah. a strange movie. It, okay. it was histor- I think it was historically accurate, but but <laughs> he put himself. I'm not much like Joe Dawerski, He put himself in the movie, and he broke. He intentionally yeah. broke the fourth wall in the middle of it. And I just yeah. it just made me hate him for but, doing that. Have Have you Have you seen uh, Joe Dawerski's Dune? No, I'm. I don't. Oh, it's so good. I'm you, <laughs> it's so I'm, good. I'm, I'm having a pause because I'm because I'm thinking, man, it's just gonna be him talking shit about how awesome he is, and I'm like, I don't know if I no, want to sit no, through that. No, he, he's no, he's amazing in it. He's he. I mean, not to sound like a like a total no, dork, but I, I mean, know a lot of people. It, it's really that, that movie was it's really inspirational. Good. Oh, it's so good, and and I I guess it's funny because when he's to me, at least, and you know, I'm I'm wrong often. Um, I found him really charming, so, and, and and even though he put himself in the movie and he put his son, you know, and then he was had his son cast to to play Paul in in his version of Dune. Um, he didn't come across as one of those arrogant guys. Like it wasn't like that, you know. It was like he wanted to. It was like he was creating his super team to make this movie. Yeah. And he just he wanted to do it, and 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 I think it's it's a movie to me about. I sound so fruity saying this, but it's it's such like a about it's about integrity and your vision and being an artist. You know, it's not about you know. There's a lot of guys like Michael Bay's a fucking film director. He he's on like movies, right? But he's not an artist. He's just an he's like a cover band. You know, he's his formula. And so <laughs> John Rolski, like they're like, well, how long was your Dune going to be? 14 hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, and, and they're just like, well, and what were you going to do? Well, I was going to have music for each planet, and it was going to be this, and this band was going to do this. And and, and you, you look at it, you just go, well, the scope of it, it's just, I mean, you know, he did this, I, and I told Tim this, and again, I'm sorry if I sound so cheesy, but when he starts talking about, 
his passion for the movie, and he said, and that's why he gets it for this, and he reaches and takes his wallet out and takes his money, and he goes, this, this is, this is shit. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, you know, it's just paper. And, you know, so, I mean, it's, but then again, I mean, people could argue, too, like, well, if you just would have compromised, you would have been able to make your movie. Three-hour dune, the dune's more sound. But see, I find it, it's like I don't know. he used to be, uh, he used to be like a puppeteer, right? You know? So, so yeah, I kind of feel he, like yeah, he's he also was, kind of pulling a lot of strings in other people, too. That's the thing that... No. I, yeah, I know, right? Maybe I should... You know what? I should probably... I'm going to watch that movie. I'm going to watch that movie and, and then have an opinion afterwards because I... Uh, I <laughs> The end, the Sorry. end of uh, the end of uh, Holy Mountain, where he's just like, he's just like, everything's done, la la, ha ha ha, fuck you. It was like a fuck you to everybody that watched the movie, and I was yeah. just like, Ugh. so maybe I'm just feel yeah. Hard from I that mean, stuff. I don't know. I, I, it, yeah, I mean, and I don't know because I, I guess. I mean, Tim. Tim and I watched, and he he actually was nice enough to send me that. Um, he made a, a a tape of a whole bunch of the. Um, Jose, um, you know, the Coffin Joe stuff. And uh, Coffin Joe is this bizarre Brazilian, like the first Brazilian horror filmmaker, and he made this film that was super experimental, and it was kind of like, is this a big fuck you? You know, and, but, but there was also, there was something also really weirdly watchable about it, too. You know, and I guess it wasn't that weird art house thing, but I mean, I just, with the Jodorowsky stuff, it's like, it's, it's so out there and it's so weird, but it's like, I don't know, I guess I have a better appreciation for him and what he well, did. And I like, there are some things I like that he did um, for, like, for like during the movie and the symbolism and the stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. Um, I just, I, I guess the thing that I'm always suspicious of is when the guy who writes it, like, features himself in it. That kind of makes me a little weary. Yeah. No, and I, I totally, I get that. I mean, cause, but, but I also, I also understand as like a person who writes too, and, and, and I can, I can see how it's hard to, to turn it over in some regards to somebody else. When, when this is something like, say like, you know, you've been writing this character and you've been writing this thing and, and you, you feel very attached and personal and you have in your mind as a creator, like you created this from nothing. There's, there was, this thing didn't exist before you. So you, you, feel like responsible for it to you want it to look the way you want it to be and feel and then and and you know all writing is autobiographical to kind of sound way too heavy for like a oh, no, no, no. slide or something. no 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 it's i guess it's kind of like, <laughs> like, so like, like a, uh, this what you've missed kind of recap deal because i will say and if, and if you're <laughs> really worried about it i will say in between those movies i sandwiched in disorderlies and maniac cop so <laughs> Okay, I love Maniac Cop. I think Maniac Cop is it's awesome. A great movie. I, I like it. It's it's it, it's not shit. It it's takes, good. Well, see, but it also it, it takes it takes what you assume about horror movies and it kind of twists it just enough where you don't really expect where it's gonna go. Like the one thing I always remember, I will always remember about that movie is when the the couple gets pulled over and the Maniac uh -huh. Cop like asks one the guy that's driving to step out of the car. And he kills the guy, so he starts. So the cop starts going after the lady. Now, most times, often than not, the lady also dies too. But somehow, this lady got away, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was really. Cool. Yeah, they, they, those are that's a trilogy too. You know, there's three of them, and um, actually, I think there's even four now. But um, yeah, I love that first one, and the whole thing with 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 the odd 
girlfriend, you know, with the bad leg who works in the file department. And, okay. you know, I, it's, I mean, it's got some, some, some pretty hokey elements to, no offense. <laughs> no fun <intended. laughs> But no, it's like, and disorderly, I remember disorderly as, as, as a kid watching that. And I just, I think I even said this on one of the old episodes we talked about disorderlies, where my uncle was, was, <laughs> talking about him, he was offended because some of the guys he worked with really liked that movie. And he's like, and I'm not even talking like tongue-in-cheek. They really thought it was good. And I don't, I don't want to be around these people. Right. So. There's actually, there's slipping a pretty blatant, like not a blatant, it's like the movie's pretty tame across the board. But yeah. there's a part where they're like, we got to get him moving. He's going to go try to put his dick in something. You know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> It's like the yeah, PG-13, so they're like, you can get one dick joke in. They're like, all right, you're doing yeah. it. So, well, I was, I was trying to explain to somebody the other day about how in the 80s how a PG rating you could get away with a lot yeah. more than than now and, and how, you know, you the ratings have sw- And I don't know I've if this is the whole PG and PG. Yeah. <laughs> blame, blame Sony? No, no not Sony. <laughs> uh, Sony. Sony likes to make you know what? That's an inside job, and they probably like. Oh yeah, they, 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 there was talk about it. Well, well, they probably just used IP addresses from North Korea, and that's the only thing the FBI is going through. So the fascinating thing about all that, and I guess we're in the current event section of today's Christmas episodes, is the. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. The, no, 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 no. The, no, somebody give me a opinion. I have a caramel apple sangria in my hand right now, so I mean. Oh, you know what? I guess I should crack open it. I'm just drinking coffee right now. I have a beer in the fridge. Don't be alarmed if you don't hear the uh, slide whistle. I'm going to go get a beer. Hang on. I'll I'll tell you what. I'll I'll summarize uh, my theory, and then, like, you guys get drinks. (laughs) So, uh, um, so, yeah. So, the Sony hack. It's an inside job. Being in the... I'm a day job being in the computer industry. It's amazing how you can route traffic Mm -hmm. through other servers, especially if you haven't compromised... So, it could be just very easily, they could have just gone through and routed all the messages, all the communications, all that other stuff from from North Korea, and then used the interview, which, you know, it was, it was there was talks, there was trailers about it before it even happened, that was obviously going to be, like, they're right. going to kill Kim Jong-un. So, it's like, okay, this yeah. is the perfect patsy for the shit that we're going to do. So it's like mm-hmm. it makes the most sense that, that that they would use that as a reason to release stuff. But if you consider the amount of data that you that they got, like terabytes of data, like we're talking about mm-hmm. like thirty or forty Blu-ray disc movies, you know, worth of like just start just like text, just like text files and shitty powerpoints and stuff like that. There's well, no way. Did they, did they also did they, they did they leak movies and trailers like full movies too? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. On, yeah. Online. Yeah. So like, there's no way if if any respectable network administrator within a corporation um, notices I don't know a terabyte worth worth of data going to some IP address that they're not too familiar with and they don't do anything about that, then then there's something seriously wrong. And I I I know Sony got hacked. I know they've hacked. They've been hacked before. Sony PlayStation Network. They've been hacked. They've been hacked enough already. You kind of, you kind of figure that a, you'd expect them to be a little bit more on top of security, but you, you also expect them not to be so dumb not to let 
terabytes of data to, to, to exit out of their network so, without asking any questions. It seems very, very dumb. That's why I so, think it's... So a, you, think, you think it was an inside job, but you, so, okay, so how do you think this person was contacted? And do you believe that this person is I think it was like, from I think, North Korea? I think it or? was more just corporate laziness. I think there are layoffs, like either earlier this year, um, there were layoffs that happened, and I'll bet you money it's probably somebody from one of the layoff layoffs that either still had access because the IT didn't get around to uh, <laughs> locking their account down, right. or or they knew they were getting laid off and they had a couple weeks to amass a shitload of data, and then they they because right. I mean but you can roll into work. You're gonna get it. It asks ask the question like, how did you? How would you contact? somebody and I mean I don't understand like how you would you would put that out there like like say like okay you're a disgruntled employee you get this information how do you contact North Korea and say I've got this access I've got this information we need help let's, let's have some lunch I don't think they're actually, think they're actually going, like working with people in North Korea I don't I, I think they, but I think North Korea is just so dumb that they they probably had a machine or two open and then they just relayed stuff through it. So it's like, I I I, I don't think I mean, not blaming on North Korea. Yeah. Now what bothers me most about that is that the Alamo Draft House is planning on playing Team America at its place, and then they were, yeah, and then Paramount stepped in and stopped that shit. And I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. yeah, I actually watched Team America yesterday. I just watched it last it night, too. Netflix. It was amazing. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Yeah, I, 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 I forgot that. I was glad that to, I, I forgot that to, I was expecting more from the puppet scene, and then I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, that was on Kim's extra with the string. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all I'm going to say. Spoiler free. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, that's my feeling with Sony. And you know, they, I mean, the interview would probably just be an average movie anyway, but now everybody wants to see it. Yeah, well, I've, I listen to Opie and Jim, as it's called now, because Anthony got fired, which is a whole other, don't get me started yeah, on that. Yeah, I think that was too. But they got to see it. They went to a screening of it, and they said, oh, it's really funny. They said, it's, it's but... You know, I, they said it's it's almost like a like kind of a throwback kind of '80s comedy, you know, like Spies Like Us, but a little bit more I intense. Love, you know? I, tell you what, I love I Spies Like Us. That's still one of my favorite movies. That's just such a great yeah. silly. Like not comedy. only because it has Vanessa Angel dancing around in her panties. Snow. Ah, when I was a kid, I was like, "That is the most <laughs> beautiful woman I've ever seen." And I still think, like, almost, like, that's that's probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. And, and even even with her, and even now, because, you know, she's a little bit older, she was on uh, a couple episodes of Entourage, and it's like, she's just, she's a nice-looking lady. Well, and she, she, was she was also, she was also the, uh, the Kelly the Brock replacement for Weird Science on the TV show. I yeah, I know, it was, that's the whole reason I watched that show. <laughs> That show was awful, and I watched a lot of it because she was in it. I we, we watched a lot of it. I probably watched all of it multiple times <laughs> just because of her. She's like way better than Kelly LeBrock. Because even when you know when I was a kid, I was like, "Hey, Kelly, he's okay." Like, Kelly LeBrock was the right thing. Never, uh, it never really lit the fire so much. It never she, really slid right. your whistle. <laughs> she never. You no, know, <laughs> it was more like. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you guys think the interview will be coming out at some point, like oh, in yeah. a couple months? Are you kidding me? No, they'll find some. They're going to put it out. They'll be like, look, we're going to stick it to North Korea now. Here's the movie. I and think there's going to be a lot of gung ho patriots that will buy it just to, just to say, up your butt, Joe Boo. Yeah. I think if, if they really want to do it, they should be like, you know what? We're, we feel confident now. We're going to put it out in theaters and they're going to have special, you know, rah rah American stuff and they'll make some money in theaters with special showings and then they'll put it on demand. <laughs> They're just gonna. They'll ride this. You know what? Not 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 to bring up another political not, not to bring up another political issue, but I think they should release it only in open carry states, and then just dare people to try some shit. Oh, oh release it in what? Open, open carry. Open carry. So you can carry a gun into. So, so you can have an open carry. Gun oh yeah, yeah. And just dare them to do some shit. Well, you know. So somebody made a really good point that you know because everyone's like oh well Sony's a bunch of cowards and and I was I was talking to Tim about this and I, and this probably sounds really like counterintuitive how how I am but but it's but it was kind of like I understand like not to release it because like you're a business and you enjoy being a business and you know it it can hurt your business and and you're already going to get you're already getting uh, dinged for you know some probably personal lawsuits for people's information being released. But America is such a sue happy country where if if it did release in the theaters and say some some lady goes some says, Oh, well I was going to I was going to take my kids to see Big Hero Six, but I was just so nervous because it was playing in that same theater and, and it caused me mental stress and, and uh, you know, and anxiety and so I'm gonna have for mental anguish, here's a you know you know, five hundred thousand dollar lawsuit. And and that's that I mean if people really did say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna show this movie, you know, consequences be damned, but we're not that kind of a society. We're we're very much like a society where we wanna get things for free and we all wanna be, you know, touched by tragedy and grief and we all wanna be the center of attention and we all want some something for it, you know, it's, it's, I could kind of understand, like, one, one small thing, like, and then there would all be all these copycat things, like, one lady would file a, a lawsuit, and there are all these other people, like, oh, well, yeah, I felt that way, too, and I, I was terrified, my kids have had nightmares for weeks, and, you know, and it just, it blows it way out of proportion, so I can see, like, you want to protect your, your, you know, your, your company, so, I don't know. I don't know, yeah, everybody come see the movie, sign a waiver, anybody comes to the theater, day signs a waiver, it says, I'm not I heard. Uh, not, okay, so uh, so I actually okay. So I'm mean, gonna have a confession. I actually I actually listen to KCRW and I listen to KCRW's Left, Right, and Center because it comes out as a podcast every Friday. So I like that little political banter because um, I'm a sadomasochist. And um, but like one guy had like an awesome suggestion, um, and that is was to. Uh, Take the movie, translate it into North Korean, and then fly over North Korea and drop the movies down so people in that country can watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, it just, it just seems strange to me that you know. What? But then you watch Team America, and they got that guy in there. <laughs> Just got that totally overdone racist Chinese accent. Well, people are coming out of the woodwork, like showing things that are making fun of North Korea. Like apparently, Thirty Rock made fun of North Korea too, and there was a clip floating around on the Facebooks about it. 
I'll say this. You guys seem to be ahead of the curve on some things, become controversial a couple years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have, I mean, they have an episode where they had super best friends and they were all religious symbols, and one of them was Muhammad. And he's animated right there, and you can see him until a couple of years later. They try to do the same, use the same piece of the animation, and they can't do it. But yet in reruns, you, they still show it in reruns. I saw it on regular, you know, syndication. They had the episode, and there's Muhammad running around. It's like apparently the terrorists don't do, you know, dig back and do their, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I it, it's so weird. Like you know, like with like the, the, you know, the Danish guy that made the, you know, the cartoon that we, um, that you know, yeah. a lot of the Islamic people found. They went, they were calling for a jihad on him and and everything. And I mean. It's just, it's just so strange to me. It's like I mean I understand like how they're offended. I mean like but it's it just this whole culture like everyone is just so easily offended, and, and it's like it's like it, it's just like it's a gotcha culture. Like we're all looking to be offended. We're all looking it, to you know, know to be like oh you did this and yeah, you said this think, and this well, is wrong it, and and it's, I'll take it a step further. Yeah, I mean did it really hurt anyone? I'll take it a step further. I think people are looking to be offended, but then I also think people look to be offended as a carte blanche to just be a total asshole and rage over other people. Like, it's like, I'm offended, so now we're going to, or like, okay, so like, this guy said something really stupid, and then everybody gains out on him. And it's like some lethargic, like, release where everybody just wants to get their carnal aggression out, and the only way they could, they feel like they could do it in a proper society this day is wait for some asshole to say something stupid or some guy to do something dumb. But always, and then just gain up and just beat up on him. Yeah, what, what scares me is because I know that I I have the tendency or potential to be that person. <laughs> yeah, I think it's why. Because I, I mean, because you think about it, like when when like they talked about like the emails that were were leaked from Sony, and you know they were making jokes about you know Obama, you know like liking liking you know uh, Twelve Years a Slave and all these. You know they were making. And and people were like, oh my god, that's so horrible. They should be fired and offensive. And I'm like, man, if if anyone saw half of like the personal thing, like the text messages, like that I send to Tim and you, and and emails, and it's just kind of like, oh boy. But but by the way, okay, so into our text message conversations between the three of us. Yeah, we never were. Yeah, there'd be a lot of talk too. Talk too. I mean, there's a lot of shit jokes, but John and I have gone some dark places in text. So hackers, you know, yeah, hackers, it's... if you don't like poop, don't don't hang into their bones, please. Don't. You're gonna have to sift through a lot of potty humor and baseball. You're just gonna have to sift through a lot of shit. I, I have I have a problem though with 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 people getting in trouble for private conversations. Yeah. I mean, the things that I say yeah. to to people that I trust, I'm close with. Um, why should I be punished, or why should anyone be punished? And it's like, okay, so like the whole Donald Sterling thing, like that was a private conversation between him and, and that person. And first of all, I really feel like he didn't say anything that horribly bad. He basically, it was, the thing that's weird to me is that no one seems to realize the point that he said that he doesn't care if she goes out with these guys and sleeps with them. He's basically saying, I don't, so he's, they have some weird kind of open arrangement. <laughs> I mean, like that's weirder to me than him saying, "Don't put it on your Instagram." And he says, "You can sleep with him. You can date him. I don't care. Just don't put it on your Instagram." And then Chris Rock this week wrote an article, and he says that he doesn't want his girlfriend promoting that she's hanging out with basketball, black basketball players. And he goes, "I wouldn't either." <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, if Chris Rock says that, I mean, it's like, you know, I think everyone. 
just yeah, but but you're right though. I mean, it is the whole scapegoat thing where it's just like you know, let's all. But and I mean, would you imagine getting somebody fired because of something they said? I may not agree with it. Here's the other kicker: they have stuff from Hollywood producers, and is everyone really floored that they talk nasty about some of the other celebrities? Is that is that earth shattering news? I mean, is it is it earth shattering that a producer actually thinks that Angelina Jolie's not that talented and kind of full of herself? Yeah, he said what he said: a minimally talented big. You know? Yeah, and it's like oh, I don't understand with with her personally. Like, I don't understand like how she has that much. Mo- I mean, I know she's married to Brad Pitt, but she was like this big superstar. And I can't think of any movies but Tomb Raider and Mrs. and Mrs. Packers. Smith. I mean, yeah, but but that didn't make billions. I mean, oh sorry, um, I was just dreaming you're going topless in hackers. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know if maybe that's it. Maybe people, maybe the 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 resales and the five dollar bin at Walmart, you know, pay for a wing of her house every year because people well, still she, buy that. I don't. She is John Voight's daughter. That's true. Yeah, but still, but yes, I mean, but, but John Voight doesn't scream tons of money at me either. So. No, exactly. John Voight is a if it's a fantastic actor who did some amazing movies, but I don't look at John Voight as like he probably has like six hundred million. I'm like, no, he's he's definitely comfortable, but like, but it's like. I don't know. I mean, she's not like to me. Like she's not like a working actress. She's not somebody who's out there grinding it, you know, and like working. It. So I'm like, how did she? How did she get escalated into this major superstar? Because she just doesn't. She didn't have any any firepower. Like in any of her movies, she's got a good PR I haven't seen a single because, movie because because certain magazines follow her relationship with Brad Pitt, and and she's got a good PR agent. That's why. Yeah. Well, and I forget too that they do get paid for things, you know, where like certain stories and pictures, because I, I know that like somebody was talking about like you know, the Kardashians, like selling the pictures to People Magazine as an exclusive was, you know, like a hundred million dollar thing or something like that. Well, it's just so. like, um, but you got to think sometimes in some cases, like if she's making, like she has that movie coming out, whatever it is, I'm not going to see. I don't even um, know. What, oh, the, no, it sounds great. Yeah. The super inspiring. Unbroken. Unbroken. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's got a POW. Case. It's about a, a runner from the yeah. From, anyway, it might be called unseen because I won't. Oh see it. wait, uh, are you right. talking about Angelina Jolie or Kim Kardashian? No, no, no. Kim Kardashian could make a movie if it, she had. I don't know what she. She guess she could. No, I don't think she'd be able to remember any of the lines. But uh, no, Angelina directed a movie that looks oh, like, okay. just totally. Yeah. It looks like Oscar bait. It almost looks like a joke of what Oscar bait should be. So kinda. she's going. Like, she's going yeah. down the Sean Penn route then. When she's like, well, I'm Sean Penn's actually back some decent movies, but this looks yeah. like it looks like they said let's put a thing in this little machine, crank it, and we'll yeah. make it. It's like World War Two, and it's inspiring. And it's it, 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 it's, it's no, it's 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 that whole. It's like cover band mentality, yeah. where it's just basically you have a form- formula where you're like, we need this, we need this, we need this kind of music, we need this actor, we need this story, and let's put it at the end of the year, and Oscars, okay, here we come. And they make it one of those things where they have to say the director's name before it, so like, an Ange- yeah. directed by Angelina Jolie, and it's like, that makes me not want to see it. So, What's even better is when when it, when a movie is so desperate when they name it like executive producer Robert Redford. It's like so he just funded this. And they're saying he didn't do anything. Can't push the director well, that's or like, anything what's else. What's the uh, Michael Bay executive produced the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie this year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went and saw it in the theater. I admit it, and I loved every second of it because my childhood was happy. Which one? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles loved- movie that goes out in yeah. August. 
Uh, one of the, one of the um, uh, I, I've always recommended this. I think Tim, I'm starting this, but there's this amazing podcast called Killer Point of View or Killer POV. It's mainly about <laughs> it horror is, movies. It doesn't but, have a Brazzers oh, stamp on it, does it? <laughs> does it have a, have a, a Brazzers what? stamp on it? <laughs> I can not so, hear that. Look, Brazzers. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that stuff is just rough. That's like boxing. <laughs> that's, I mean, not that I, that's what I heard. I, but, <laughs> so, I don't know. What this, like, uh... Uh, Brazzers, what is that? It's like a discount grocery store? I don't know what that is. I don't know what the hell you're talking Is Julia in this episode? I don't know. Is that a shoe? <laughs> but but, just, but he he was one of the guys. Rob uh, watched it and said it said the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the new the remake was one of the worst movies he's ever seen. It was Michael Bay said it was horrible. But I like the way they look. Uh, people go into people went into the movie saying that it had Michael Bay stench attached to it. So I think they had. I think I think it's more preconceived notions. Notion on it. I think, but if anything, it's. It, Mutant Ninja Turtles. What are you? What are you expecting to actually? No. See? So you, you, you actually, you yeah. liked it. Totally likes it. I, I, this is not my. Yeah. He, he has more of a, a, a soul tie to that. Uh, well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me put it this way, right? Um, the the character, the the four turtles were more unique. Um, it's uh-huh. not the perfect movie, but I liked it, and you know. Yeah. April O'Neil was in it just enough. They kind of ham-fisted the tight end about between her dad and Shredder, but a lot of that was because a lot of that was because um, it was leaked out earlier that that guy would actually end up becoming the Shredder, and they wanted to trick fans even more. So they kind of threw this uh, stuff together at the last second to make it some Asian guy that was Shredder. Um, but uh, Mike, did Shredder turn out to be her dad? He, not Shredder, but the the. Like what? Her dad used to work with the guy that was the bad guy in the movie. Well, the the original movie I kind of liked, and 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 Tim, it stars one of our favorite persons. Um, um, no, 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 I like fake fake Christopher Maloney. <laughs> I was like, I don't. I was like, I don't. So like okay, Corey so Cole. but here's here's the deal, man. Here's here's the. Alliance. Here's the deal. Like the 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 first run through, the first one was amazingly awesome. All right, the second one had Vanilla Ice in it. The third one had them travel yeah. back in time. All right, I would at least put the one that came out in the last year ahead of the sequel and the third one. I'd say the first one was really damn good, but I was also left wanting more in terms of fighting. Like in this one, like in this one, they actually fought Shredder and they had they fought him for a while, and I was I enjoyed that a lot, which is what I didn't get in the first. Now did they? Now did the movie go? I, I mean, the one thing I hate about a lot of fight scenes in movies is that they they move it so quickly and it's cut so fast and swooshy where it's hard to see. Could you actually see the yeah, fighting? Yeah, because, because I remember because I mean because, because they were CGI characters, so it was like you know they didn't have to do shaky cam stuff. To hide the fact that the actors yeah. didn't perform with the shit for that physical demand. Yeah. So now I would almost wish that they would make a, a Ninja Turtle movie with practical effects. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you imagine how hard that would be? Like you're like, well, okay, I can see the right? scene. It's, okay, it's I can see the Ninja Turtles. It's not exactly like Nebraska, which was a really good movie. But I mean, like oh. it, it's it, it's it's a Turtles movie. And okay, so here's the other thing, right? All right, and here's one of the things that this new run will have that will, will, in my opinion, trump the old run, is that they're actually going to have Bebop and Rocksteady in the sequel. So, 
So, oh. I, so if they can do that, and I'll tell you what, if yeah. they can hide the, if they can hide and re- do a big reveal of Krang, then that's it. Like oh, I will go Krang. see it more than once. I don't care how shitty the story is. I mean, that's how. Well, it's, like, I mean, this is gonna be what. Here's the thing. I, I think that I was I was a little past the age when the turtles were getting that's, really popular. That's fair. That's fair. But like, in the, I think that I'm because I'm just a little bit. I'm about what six years older than you guys. Four. Four. Yeah, about right. Four? Four years. That's it. Yeah, but you think about it, like that age, like from like four, like like twelve to fifteen, gonna, is huge. Where you're not gonna, there's a window where you're not gonna take a bite on that new thing. Or, you're gonna or buy, all the, buy all the toys like I did. Like I was like. Yeah, I I remember like like a moment like that that I it was I think I was thirteen and I was at Dylan's and I wanted to buy a GHO comic and I ran into some kids that were from my school there and I realized I couldn't do it. Oh uh, yeah, because you know because it was like okay this is this is just gonna get me that's, so much grief. That's, and, when, that's when John's childhood died. Huh. It really <laughs> you know this is how this, this is what it, what it built by him as a person still because like I mean I'm such a a weirdo as far as like with films and everything. So it's like there that was definitely I mean, even at the time when I was a kid, I was I was conscious enough to, to recognize I'm like, this is a defining moment oh, right here. <laughs> you know, well, and what's one of those things, like, the new Star Wars movie's gonna come out next year. And mm. it's one of those things. There's a lot of people who are already like they're like, I'm done, it's gonna be stupid, it's gonna be a bunch of old geriatrics running around and it's like obviously <laughs> But it's like if the movie itself was just like Luke having bowel troubles, <laughs> I'd probably still go. Yeah. I'd probably yeah. still see it. It'd be like he'll use the force and get that turd on. <laughs> that trailer blew. That that, we have a lot that of trailer was amazing. Tonight, by the way, you know, I'm just gonna say that's one of them. <laughs> the bowels awaken. <laughs> Met, Met, here's a good one. Metamucil uh, rising. Oh, Tim, where's your soundboard, Tim? No, but I I thought that Star Wars trailer was was unbelievable, and to me, like it's almost it's great. I loved it. It's it's a, it's a it's a perfect movie right now because because what I like about it is that is that it's it's like I was trying to explain to somebody like the whole when when I when I learned how to shoot like cameras and stuff when I was in in college, they tell tell you about the rule of thirds where you leave things out and then your brain fills in the rest of the mm-hmm. picture so you can frame things a certain way. So and I believe in the rule of thirds like in your mind too. In right now, before the Star Wars movie, you're like, that's an amazing movie. Because my mind is just like creating all these storylines and ideas and hypotheses. And so right now at this time, like it's like I almost like I'm okay with waiting because like right now it's a great movie in my mind. And it could be disappointing when I see it because the execution like, well that's not what I thought it was gonna be but it's still great. Yeah. I mean, they gave you just enough in that where you were just like, whoa, yeah. why is that guy in a stormtrooper costume in the, in yeah, the desert? Like, whoa. What's what that, is, is that a longsword saber yeah. and why are all these nerds complaining about it? And who gives a yeah. shit? It's got three yeah. things on it. Who cares? And then it's like, oh, it's a million Falcon and then the Star Wars theme hits and it's just like sold. It, well, then, yeah, it was a million Falcon in the desert. And then there was like X wings like on a like floating over water. And it's like that's how can you not see that and go, okay, this is gonna be awesome. And he shot it on thirty five millimeter film. Yeah. And that's it's amazing. Effects wherever he can. The uh, like, so there's an article I read last week that the the uh, the robot on the on the orb was a practical effect. Yeah. Um, 
and it wasn't CGI. So that was amazing. That's kind no, of... It, yeah, because he wants to use he wants it to look the way the other ones did, and to me, it's like if you can use practical effects to touch it up a little bit with CG, it's go fine. That's amazing. Just go for go, it. Don't go full board like the prequels. Cause well, so that stupid. brings me back to no. so John, like my that, so not not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but a little bit like so my month of August, um, I actually did something I haven't done in a long time was actually go to the theater four weeks in a row to see a movie. I haven't done that in forever. Oh, All right. Here are the four movies that I saw. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I saw Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles. I saw okay. Expendables 3. <laughs> and then so what was it? What Expendables 3. Oh, and then I saw the Sin City yeah. sequel, A Dame to Kill For. <laughs> Oof. The, the, what was your last one? Sin what City, was? A Dame to Kill For. Oh, that was terrible. I went and saw that opening yeah, night. And I, I hated it. But I love... I love the first one, though. I tell you what, the best thing about that movie was Evergreen, and that was about it. That was almost getting to the point where, where they knew that, too. <laughs> because they kept, I mean, because they kind of they kind of hinted at first, and you're like, are we going to see that? This is good. And then you're like, okay, we saw this, all right. And they're like, okay, we're still seeing it. And then it's like, okay, we realize now this is carrying the whole film, and that's the only <laughs> reason. Yeah, that, that that movie had some really, like, great potential, and I don't know what it was, but it just it just didn't. Because I, it, it, it was like it was took so like ten flat. years for the sequel to come out. If they did it like two to three years after, it would. It, I think it would have still been fresh yeah, but, in mind because, like, since then, right? It's like three hundred, the three hundred sequel, and all these, and that whoa. one movie. Uh, what was that one movie where it was like the the Greek gods uh, fighting each other? Oh yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. With the yeah, but the I thought that the, the three hundred. Um, Sequel on on a on a flight from in, to London. <laughs> that's true. Is, is that who yeah. that is? Yeah, that's her. <laughs> is she the one the 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 sailor the? Yeah. But you know what? The three hundred sequel was it was okay. It was better than the Sin City sequel. But the first three hundred I love, and the first Sin City so, I love. I think they're both so, really so good. So ranking movies. those movies, Guardian of the Galaxy was number one. Watch out, Star Wars, yeah. because you just that that. That was a Star Wars movie, but it was in the Marvel universe. And then the second yeah. one for me, it was it was Turtles. Uh, I think you know why. And then the third one was Expendables three because it was pretty cool, even though they got a PG thirteen. And to tie it into North Korea, that movie was actually like leaked out, and people were able to download it. And that's I wouldn't say that's the reason it tanked in the box office, but that's the excuse that they're having right now. And then the last right. one is Sin City because it was just an all out disappointment. So. So actually, they, you rank them in the order that you saw. It went really good to, yeah, to, to get worse and worse. And it did, but I really wanted to see all those movies in the theaters. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I don't see a lot of stuff in in theaters, but I mean, I got to see a few things. I got to see Nightcrawler in the theater, the Jake Gyllenhaal really movie. Good. Oh, it's so good. And um, and then also the other movie I saw this shoot in the theater that I loved was uh was the Rover. Oh, what's that about? Um. um it is uh, Guy Pierce, who, in my opinion, should be like the biggest star in the universe. <laughs> I just I, like, like I have. Oh well, yeah, but some of the, some of them are, are bad choices, but some of them are really good films. Because um, I could tie this actually into the Gonzo universe. Um, I, one of my favorite things to do on some of my lunch breaks is I go over to the Kmart, and the Kmart always has these really like weird trashy bins. <laughs> really, really quick. Of, like, uh, I was in a Kmart. I was, like, in, I was in a Kmart 
two years ago. And when I was in yeah. there, I saw a Super Nintendo game called Shaq Fu for sale. Like, legitimately. Right. Be even though it was like a 10-year-old game, it was like legitimately right. for that's, sale in Kmart. That's, that's the power of Kmart. They get these bizarre, <laughs> random things where you just go, wow, what is that doing here? Is this like a... You, then you kind of like look around and be like, did I go in the hot tub time machine or something? But, um, but they always have like this really strange movies in there and um, they had this bin of discount movies and they had a lot of those movies that are just the paper like cardboard they're not even they don't even have real cases and I got a copy of Radical Jack for like two bucks the, you know that we actually reviewed and then they had a movie of the Guy Pierce Western um, called The Proposition oh, really? which is which is phenomenal and like Nick Cave does the music for it and he wrote the script for it and it was like a dollar eighty eight in a bin in Kmart <laughs> and so like, and I look at it like well that was probably what was considered one of his bad choices because no one gave a crap about the movie but the movie's amazing if you ever get a chance the proposition so I, I, I have but, one movie recommendation myself and then I'll probably go make a drink so uh one, I just saw this earlier this week. It just came out on Netflix. It's called The One I Love, and it's pretty fucking good. Um, it stars Mark Duplis, the guy who was, like, the lead guy in the league, the, the FX and the FXX show. Oh, okay. That yeah, guy, and yeah. then some other lady. And it was, like, um, it's in the vein of being John Malkovich. And, um, and okay. it, it has to do a lot with, uh, it, it's just, like, this character study between this, like, um, this couple who goes on a couple's retreat at the uh, at the behest of like uh, who plays the therapist? It was um, Cheers guy Sam Lone, um, Ted Danson. So so they oh, I like they go to it. They go to it. I can't give anything away because it starts out like 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 that kind of like not a comedy but like a drama. But then it just takes a weird twist and it's. And then the way it plays okay, out, it's, it's pretty good. And the thing I like about it is that it was really refreshing in terms that it doesn't try to outsmart itself. It's like yeah. you can kind of you can kind of come to the conclusion of what's going to happen, but the way the story was written, it was so well put together that you're kind of okay with it. It's kind of a uh, it's kind of like a restart buddy button for like really like good like character movies and. And this yeah. movie was pretty good, and it's got it's got it's got the being John Malkovich kind of like twist into it. I'm not gonna say what it is though. That's really good. So, oh yeah, please, because yeah, because Tim and I were talking. I was telling him about that he needed to watch Black Mirror. I just saw the first I, I episode of that this first, week. Oh. Yeah, and then he said, and he, and he told me, he said it's about, and I'm not going to say what it is because it's, you know, the, the, the two or three people that may listen, but I was so glad. I told Tim, I was like, oh, you know what the premise of the first one. I, what, it was so shocking to, to watch that. I'm like, beg your pardon? <laughs> I, I couldn't. And so, like, I was so glad. Like, I was just so full. But I just finished the second one, the second episode yesterday. and. It's unbelievable, but yeah, the the rover. By the way, yeah, back to this is Guy Pearce movie. Um, it's amazing. It's it's a it's like kind of a Mad Max kind of thing. It's extremely violent, and it has this end that you just kind of go, "Oh my god!" I mean, it's but it's unbelievable. But that's uh, yeah, yeah, that that movie. And I don't think it's on Netflix yet, but I'm sure if you guys you, can find it. If you're looking but, for extreme but, violence, but, then you should see the episode that we saw last month. Uh, Axe Giant, The Wrath of Paul Bunyan. 
Was that, <laughs> that was the Thanksgiving one? No, that was uh, a couple no. weeks ago. No, Thanksgiving was Blood Freak. Actually, Blood Freak, Blood Blood Freak? Freak is kind Blood of a Freak? trip, too. I think you'd enjoy that. You'd like Blood Freak. I'll send you a copy. But, okay, I'll, I'll see Blood Freak, because I've heard you. And, and um, Tim, what, what do you... Um, <laughs> I don't know if Tim will agree on this, but I think my favorite thing that I saw this year was Dog Tooth. Did you just OGs? Oh jeez. Oh, okay, so uh, I'm uh, unfamiliar. What's Dog Tooth? Okay, so there's a movie called Dog Tooth. And <laughs> I like how he just like clears his throat. <clears> throat> uh, it is it's, uh, it is something else. So it's Greek. Uh, it's Greek. So there's subtitles. You got to do a little reading. Um, but it's, it's, ju- it's just so fucking odd. And then there's a, le- and there's, there's cringeworthy parts where you're kind of like, Ugh. and then there's one part and my gut reaction is exactly, I, cause I watched it cause Johnson watches, it, it's, you know, it's bizarre, watch it. So I watch it and there's this but part where you, just go, and you just go, Oh Jesus. And yeah. it's almost what that draws that same reaction out of whoever watches it. So if like, I didn't tell you this, that would probably be what comes out of your mouth at this particular part. You just go, "Oh God, oh." There, there, there's several scenes in that in that movie to me. There's, I think, there's at least three where you're gonna go. But it's it's a, it's so it's so stripped down too, where it's just so if there's not it's it's compelling enough to keep watching because you're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, yeah, and there's all these amazing theories about it too. I don't want to go into the theories right, because I'll, it will get ruin I'll, it. But dog tooth, dog tooth, and um, but there's a part, and the part where you go, "Oh Jesus!" You, the whole thing is, it looks so goddamn real. Yeah, and it's and yeah. It, every, and kudos to whoever did the sound for it because it's like, oh god, the sound is kind of what sells it, and you're just like, oh, that looks so real. But oh. it, but it's not it's not all like violence and gore and it's not really a horror film it's just it's its own it's so it's, it's just a weird, weird. I I wouldn't call it horror it's a weird drama okay. it's a weird yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. great it, well, I love it I, it's one of, it's probably my top it's definitely in my top twenty favorite movies of all time now I love that well, film well, so I, I I will put that <laughs> I will put that on the list and with that said I'm going to make a drink. And then we'll get we'll get oh. to another top twenty movie that we all got to watch this weekend. We don't want to take all right, I'll be right back. Ernest. Oh, so, so I guess we just we have to uh, entertain ourselves. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, I started watching the guy from the guy who did Dog Tooth also made a movie called um, Alps, which is on Netflix, and it has to do with people that have started a business. Where when somebody in your family dies, you um, these people they take on their personalities and and console the people right. in it. So and and it's and it's very it's just kind of like how dogs. It's very quiet. It's very stark. There's <laughs> not a lot of bells and whistles to it. But it's it's really it's I don't know. I think this was kind of the year of challenging cinema for me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Well, that's, yeah. why, that's why we got to pick movies like Ernest Saves Christmas. So, oh yeah, yeah. Which I, when he gets back, I guess we could tear into that. And if you spend a lot of time any... on Ernest Saves Christmas because Mike's got some interesting thoughts. So I'll say that. I I yeah I have I have a joke that is so easily <laughs> it's so easy to get in my head watching watching it. Um, I feel like there's something subversive to it, and I have a theory on it. 
Woo! See, because this is this is what I like about these discussions and possibly the drinking and then <laughs> uh, this podcast is because because okay, so anyone can take like a movie like Dog Tooth and even like Pulp Fiction and you have all these speculations like, oh, well, what does it mean? Oh, this means let's, this. Let's but I think it means this. And they're all great you theories, know but these are these are like highfalutin movies. These aren't like earnest. Ernest, like if you have a theory about what Ernest is subversive, then that's brilliant. That's way better than taking an art film. If you could take a piece of crap movie and you go, oh, I think this is what they're saying, that's pretty awesome. That's much more interesting. Hey, this, it's, it's, it's not the Pepsi challenge. It's the, it's the what, what kind of challenge would that be? It would be the Ernest challenge. It would be just a challenge. The RC Cola? Yeah, the RC Cola. <laughs> The RC Cola. Yeah, right? Because it's the knockoff, it's the lesser known, but it always usually ends up testing better. So it's the RC Cola challenge. Give me the Sam's Cola challenge. But, you know, that's why, that's why, or, or that's why I liked Holy Mountain. As, as, much beef, as much beef that I had with Holy Mountain, I really enjoyed Holy Mountain because it... it, it it's a well-made movie. We kind of came yeah, to that Yeah, it asked so many questions, and it, it was awesome exploring all of that. So, well, uh, and then my, my whole my whole thing about a movie too. Even if a movie's a piece of crap, if it sticks with me and I have an afterthought for a day, two days, a year, it means something. It could be the biggest piece of crap, and then I'm like, my afterthought is, how did this get made? Somebody sat down in a room and wrote the script, and who decided to star in this? And oh my god, I mean, to me, that's like that gives it some some legs, you yeah. know, good or bad. So, it goes back to the thing that every movie is a miracle. <laughs> so, with that said, um, how are we going to do that with Ernest Save Christmas? <laughs> well, I uh, um, don't spend a amount of time on this turd, but uh, I've got it. I'll let's, we'll go through it, and I kind of have a, I have a couple questions which may lead. So to we the all did watch it, right? Yeah, yeah, I just finished it, like probably about um, an hour before you guys called. And and I like my well, to sum up for me the movie. I'm not. I don't know if I'm that comfortable with the Christmas movie talking about a man's sack. <laughs> oh, oh, I have I took notes. Whatever. Did you find your yeah, sack? Yeah, that, <laughs> that, I laughed so hard. But she's like, did you ever find your sack? It's like, oh. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I'm. I want. I can't wait to hear Tim's oh, theories on this. This is like exciting. That. Like, I'll, I, I also right. had some things I I saw. That might might explain this movie a little bit more. All right, well, um, you go ahead. Let's go through your notes, and then we'll go to my thing. And I don't even know if I'm bothered with clips from this turn, because it's. Well, let's talk about Ernest. Uh, Somehow, Ernest got popular um, in the '80s and late '80s for being like a dopey southern guy. He used to do ads for like power companies. Yeah. Well, no, because okay. So from what I remember, because when I was a kid in Wichita, he did a power. He did like for uh, I can't think of what the electric company is. I thought said PG and E, but that's not here. But but uh, he was kind of a local Midwest guy, and he did that character, and he was he was talking to Vern. And what I was confused about the movie, they said that he grew up with this guy named Vern. But the commercials and stuff always made me think that Vern was like a lady that he was flirting with. <laughs> Maybe he is flirting. Because that's what. I, because well, because, no, because because they would always shoot it from her perspective, and he'd be like, "Hey, Vern. Hey, what are you making in there, Vern?" And it was like it seemed like he was talking to a woman, and he was kind of sweet on her. I never, I never so, took that. Well, maybe he was sweet on him. 
don't know. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense. It but makes dude, sense. Yeah, in, the movie it makes make sense it. in Ernest's Christmas because the, uh, the, the Ernest did not take advantage of the transient runaway that presented herself in front of him for the whole movie. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the guy's name is Jim Barney, right? And he died just recently. He died at fifty-one, which is young. It's young. He died. He died a while but ago. Five, 50, ten, oh, was it? Two thousand. He died in two thousand, yeah. and he actually like his last stuff was like he was the voice of the Slinky Dog in the Toy Story movies. But he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't wow. the voice in the third one because he died, and he was only in the second one. I don't have a problem with him because when, when I was a kid, I thought those commercials no, were funny, I don't, I, I, and I don't, and a, I don't mind. I don't have a problem. I, I I guess it's like I watch enough horror films and art films and enough things that that kind of make like you know Black Mirror that kind of makes you feel yeah. bad. You know, it's like I, it's kind of refreshing to watch something that's like it's just it's just a nice hokey goofy guy. He reminds me. He reminds me of a guy I know in Kansas City a lot, uh, but I'm not going to mention his name. Um, and then, uh, Tim Kenny. Yeah, exactly. Um, what, oh, shit. what do you mean? Something else. I forgot. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but, um, I remember being fond of, uh, when I was a kid, I think I walked up to the movie theater and saw Ernest goes to camp. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it, it had just enough potty humor and bizarro shit. And the yeah. guy who does his eyes in this movie where he goes back and forth when he does his eyes. He's the camp. Yeah, those guys. Those guys were were funny to me. I can't remember where I know those two. It doesn't from. matter because they're they like an updated version of Laurel and Hardy. Right, but they they used to do a thing too. Because they had commercials or something. They were comedians, and it was something in Bobby. And Bobby never said anything. He was like that weird old man with the yeah. bug eyes. And then 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 they used him because remember because for a while. Um, Ernest had a Saturday morning Hell yeah. uh, cartoon. I was going to say that because I remember that show explicitly. That show was awesome. Yeah. The uh, theme song, especially, it was amazing. I don't remember the theme song. I'll have to look it up. But no, I love those two guys. I could watch a movie just with those two guys. But, you know. Well, I mean, I, I remember liking Ernest Goes to Camp, and <laughs> the co- those guys would cook all this nasty shit to feed the campers, and then like he would always give them weird names and. I remember enjoying Ernest Goes to Camp for whatever reason. Um, this one didn't... It's a good, it's a good date movie. <laughs> it's a good date movie. My favorite line, my favorite line from uh, Ernest Goes to Camp is, I'm scared, Sarge. We're all scared, son. <laughs> I've never seen Ernest oh, Goes to Camp. Oh, man. So, it's, good. it's way better than Ernest So Saves that line came from two right. turtles talking to each other. That's all you need to know. <laughs> There were talking turtles in the movie, and the cooks kept trying to make turtle soup, if I remember right. <laughs> the, big, the big fat guy was always like, I'm going to cook those turtles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby, I'm going to cook them turtles, Bobby. <laughs> Blue scrambled eggs, and then like they're like, how is it? And the guy smiled, and they made the little ta-ting sound. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Sold. Now I have to watch when goes to camp. It's, it's you know what? You know what? If, if I was technologically advanced, I would just take all the Ernest movies and I would take those two guys' parts and I would just edit them out and put it into one long movie, just all those guys' scenes. Be, well, and you know, you know, it was legitimately Ernest Scared Stupid was a legitimately good movie. I enjoyed that movie a lot. It's a Halloween mm-hmm. movie, right? Oops, oh, sorry. Never ignore that. <laughs> Everyone ignore. Hey, uh, by the way. Um, <laughs> How 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 into 
into your drinks are you? Like, how many drinks in are you right now? I had a lion cool cranberry ginger shake. I have a. I have a. I have a. Wait a second. Wait a second. We only do it once a week, Bert. Me and all the other guys. We even put the pipe in. I wanted to ask you before you started playing your music, I wanted to ask you if your drink comes with its own tutu or do you <laughs> is it it's it's refreshing and it's made by a beer company. I have a girl's drink. All right. I have, I have a I have a caramel apple. I have a caramel apple sangria. It is. Oh my god! What is going on? You're in Texas. I thought that was against the law for men to drink those. No, Texas. it's got it's uh, it's got white wine. It's got caramel flavored vodka, and it's got uh, apple and cherry Meth- sangria and cinnamon. He's got and a, sprin- and a sprinkle of mescaline on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I'm the I'm guess I'm the Jim Varney. I'm the Jim Varney. I'm drinking beer. Oh, so. well, I also have a beer as a backup, so that makes me feel better. Cool. I do have some Tank Seven Farmhouse Ale downstairs. Oh, let's let's yeah, talk I, about I'm, the baseball season that happened last year. No, I don't want to talk no, about it. I, I, <laughs> I just I can't. I mean, oh, and by the way, thank you, Tim, for sending me those programs. But like, I can't look at them right now. I'm just, <laughs> If you want, if you want to burn, oh, it, you go ahead. I'm just, I'm just sad. I'm still not over it. And then like the, yeah. Anyway, yeah, don't remember that. Anyway, so Ernest. Let's get back yeah, to Ernest. So Ernest, okay. uh, so Ernest was a lady late '90s. I kind of just out of the blue, right now. I want to say two things about him. How it transcends. Well, he doesn't transcend time. I kind of feel like that. Huh. Um, you know, know what I mean? You know that. It's kind of like the '80s. It's it's yeah. the '80s version of today's uh, "Get Her Done." So I saw yeah, I see I know, that yeah. line, but now with what you guys are talking about, how he came up, I am eagerly anticipating the movie starring the China Star commercial guy. I would I would be opening day for that. <laughs> the what? The, the, the China Star, Star commercial guy. From which? I don't have I don't have TV. No, no, but these, I've shown you the ads. The guy where he flies around and reclines. Oh, the China star. I couldn't understand oh, what you guys were saying. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying the tennis like, star. No, like, tennis star. Okay. Yeah, the ten, are they still making those no. commercials? Um, they made a couple of newer ones, but there hasn't been much else. And he's, I think he might have a, one for another company, but I, it hasn't, so I haven't I, seen as many. I, don't I follow that TV. guy. I subscribe to that guy's channel on YouTube, and there's four videos. I haven't seen anything since. There's, I think he has a new one. He hasn't put it on his page yet. And it's not China Star. It's from somewhere else. So I'll oh, see if I can find it. That guy. I want to see that guy's movie. Gonna eat it with a fork. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that guy's that guy's amazing. That guy's <laughs> really good. I mean, that guy worked in put your, put your egg rolls in my mouth hole. <laughs> yeah. Get some yeah, of that spicy beef. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So, um, so that's off the bat right now. But 
for this, like we, or it's the history of Ernest. We know he's dead. Whatever. He's the perfect guy for Uncle Jed in. I think it's Uncle Jed in. Uh, he was Buzz. Beverly Hillbillies movie. He was that Uncle made Jed. perfect sense, and that was which I like that. I'm, I'm going to say it now. I like that movie. Yeah. That's because uh, Diedrich Bader's in it. Yeah, I like Diedrich Bader and Lily Tomlin's yeah. in it, and. At any rate, um, this is Ernest saying Christmas, and Christmas. I don't know. What do you guys think about this movie? It, it, it was it was bad, yeah. but again, I think maybe it's just because like I haven't been watching crappier movies. Like I didn't hate it; it was somewhat enjoyable. I mean, it was okay. I mean, me the most is I I think this movie could have been served with a soundtrack. There is like. No there was no, there was no non like non like um, open copyright carol music in there. No, yeah. it was, there was I, no the like, old theme music or anything. There, you figured it'd be a goofy earnest Christmas song of some kind. Nothing. I, I yeah, but it, it didn't. It, I, I didn't find this is probably sounds way too highbrow for an earnest movie, but I didn't find the guy who was Joe, who was the kids host show that was going to be the new Santa. I didn't find him really charming or endearing at all, which he didn't really, he just kind of seemed like a second-rate Dom DeLuise. I thought it was like Fat Charles Grodin. At first I was like, is that Charles Grodin in a fat suit? I've seen him play like a child molester in another movie or something. I just never... Especially when he he shaved that fake beard. When they took uh off the fake beard, he looked really bad. You could see that really big gap in his teeth and the weird mole. I was like, ooh, this guy's not charming at all. Not that he's skinny, because you would think like the new Santa, you would... Jesus. You what? He looked better as Santa Claus, but good. He God. did, yeah, because he had more. It was he was covered up when he oh. finally became Santa Claus. It was like, oh. I mean, like to me, like I don't like those movies. I've never seen them, but but to me, like Tim Allen is like a charming guy. You're like, yeah, Tim Allen is Santa Claus. That's, okay, that works. You know, like Drew Carey, Santa Claus. Okay, but this guy was just like, eh, just yeah. Well, fine. and they they I, made I, him too clean cut. Like I think he was way too clean cut. Like because he, it seemed like he could never do any wrong or anything like that. And into kids. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I put down on my notes, Alzheimer's a bitch, Santa. So, because uh, that guy was yeah. stuff. He well, put I... a sack. Well, his magic yeah. was magic was fading. So. But, but I, I will say one thing that I liked, and not just to jump right to the end. I'll just yeah. jump right to the end. Is that I did like when I did like when he was sitting there talking to the lady at the end, and and he said, she said, well, what's your name? And he said, well. I, my name at one time was, and he said his name. I thought that was kind of a cool little touch. <laughs> and then, that, you know, he'd been Santa Claus for 151 years, and it's like, well, now is he gonna? Now that he's not Santa, does he start aging like a real person? Like when you're Santa, do you not really? Well, the guy's age? he's like 151, so yeah. Well, well uh, then Joe said he was 51 years old. Remember, at one time they said, "Well, what do you have a better job option than 51?" So I, I put oh, in yeah. my notes. So He'll be Santa for a hundred years, and then and then he. Oh, uh, I I put in my notes. Uh, Ernest says Christmas ends with old people sex. <laughs> oh, okay. you know what? You, well, because at the end they're like, "Well, what do you want to do?" And, and she's yeah. like, well, "Figure out something." And it's like they're gonna go home and bang. They're gonna get a skinny team. Well, back, what's gonna happen? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'll do it for you, Tim. I'll do it for you, Tim. I don't want to. 
Let's just say I, I was, I'm not going to repeat what I have said about the whole people. I'm like, oh my gosh. I said something horrible out loud, but I'm, I'm that's fair. Know, that's fair. Uh, um, other fair notes. Enough. I'll just, I'll just dip into my notes because I think we all agree that this movie was weak. There's better earnest stuff out there. Um, but one thing, I noticed a few things. Like, do you guys remember the cab number that Ernest was driving? Oh, I noted that too. John, did you catch the, it? The, 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 the advertisement for no, Ben? No, 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 no. no, no. Actual cab number Ernest drove, and keeping in mind that there's never like anything like that in a movie is always there on purpose. Yeah. It's so, on his the cab the like, cab yeah, number. Like, like he had a little cab light. Uh, it, sometimes he had the advertising, but on time in front of that, there was a little you know traditional cab light. Yeah, number. that would uniquely identify the cab that's being driven, right? By yeah. Ernest. Yeah. What was it? Was, it? Like, would you like? It was, would you like, would you like to take a switch? No. Yes. Well, I, I don't want to guess because I, if it's where I think it's going, I don't want to think of Ernest doing that. <laughs> you guessed. You guessed, you guessed it. Now. It's, in the, it's, it's in the 60s, yes, right? It is. <laughs> it's one below It's seven. one below seven. His cab <laughs> number was 69. Oh. I saw that off the bat, and I was like, oh, oh my God. No, this, this plays oh, in, no. This does play into my subversive theory of this I'm movie, more and more interested ahead. in that. That's both of these notes. I want to hear your Keep theory. Let's see how much. I want to see how many of your notes play into my okay. theory because I've seen a different. <laughs> All right, so Alice, okay, so I'm scrolling through because I took a lot of notes. Okay, okay. cab number sixty-nine. Ha ha. You know, he and that. his cubby home. He has a "Keep Christ in Christmas" Keep. bumper sticker. I thought that was pretty funny. That too. Um, Santa isn't buying your bullshit. Yeah, that girl was annoying. I hated her. I hated her through the whole movie. And she plays in my theory. Yeah, I was like, yeah. who the hell are you? Yeah, I, the thing that bothered me the most is like, like Ernest instantly accepted her into his inner circle. Just on a chance well, encounter. I think this is like a good dude. But I mean, he's just one of those. But yeah, because I mean, movies don't do that now, if you think about it. Because in the 80s, like, things like, they, they didn't really do backstory and setup and everything. They, they would just have that where someone had a chance encounter and then the next thing they're best friends and Hey, here's the here's the keys to my house, and nowadays movies don't really mm. do that as much. And, and then I and I think the what, one thing I didn't that was really strange to me about the girl is like she kept telling people she was 22, and then she'd been she was a runaway, and then it was kind of like well, I don't know how old she is. What? And then at the end, she she gives him a kiss on the cheek, and he kind of blushes and kind of goes oh. And I'm like, ew, this is that was really creepy. Well, you know what was even you know what was even creepier is like what her fake what her fake name was. Her fake name was Harmony Star. Yeah. That's a fucking porn star name. Yeah. Yeah, that was really disturbing too. And so yeah, because it kind of makes you. It to me, it's like the, my mind, and maybe this is really no, awful, but I'm, I start kind of going, "Oh, she's been she's a runaway, and she's calling herself Harmony Star." Like, what kind of what kind of stuff is she getting into? Exactly. You, know? I think, you guys are treading right into my theory. <laughs> wow, this is this is. Ooh, I'm excited now, but not in that kind of way. <laughs> not in that kind of way. No, no, no. The girl is annoying though. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so, like, even later it. on, when they, like, break Santa out of jail and she dresses up as a Catholic schoolgirl, and how, yeah, like, teasing she was, too. I was just like, this is, this is, this is a bit much. For me, it was a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> For you. <laughs> no. Yeah, so, I mean, and there was no real strong, like, resolution for her character anyway. She was kind of a bitch throughout the whole movie, and then, like, she realized what she did wrong, and then she had the worst crying scene I've ever seen on screen, where she tried to cry and moan, and she just didn't sound good at all. It was just terrible. Did anybody else? 
anybody else think that everybody was a little too sweaty in this movie? Losing Orlando. Oh God, I, I'm shocked that you said that. There were times when Ernest was just covered in sweat, and then and then uh, the guy with Bobby. I don't know what that. That's got me crazy. I don't know what the the big the fatter guy of that yeah. and Bobby. Whatever. He was just had like beads of sweat going down, like, and then when that girl was running like to to bring the magic sack back, she was like supposed to be crying, but I'm like, that's just sweat. I'm like, but they, if they really did shoot it in Florida, I mean, Florida is a it's an MF or man. It's well, just, they, like, it's yeah, they so shot in, they shot in Orlando and they shot in Nashville, so yeah, they were probably yeah, sweating. yeah, those two places. That's like the devil's butthole. It's so hot there. It's just yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite scene out of that was when they all bothered Vern because it was that per- first person view. But I gotta admit, oh my, me too. That was my. I, I got so excited when, when, especially I laughed. The only time I really laughed hard at the movie is when he opens the door and he goes, "Hey, Vern," and he just slams <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> he was so funny. He was like, oh, shit. Well, he slammed the it door. It makes sense because like, later on, he's like talking to Vern and he's pulling out the electrical wire and ruining his dry roll. And I'm like, what the hell was he trying to pull that wire out? So and why is Vern hard? letting him do it? It's just like, what? Yeah. Why didn't Vern put a pistol to his head and told him to knock it off? You Vern's know? An <laughs> yeah, Vern is an enabler. He's like, put the tree up and he's like, hey, yeah, that'll hold. And he just drinks right out of the fucking so, punch bowl. Um, so yeah. that all happened, right? And then one of my notes, I gotta point this out. I was like, man, this movie needed midgets. I'm glad the else shook. Oh, oh, I, I wish they made, they made they made me so uncomfortable. Because first of all, the the lady one of the two, I think she worked at the Walgreens in Redwood City, it's funny and, that you and she that. just creeps me. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> no, I think that they were both. Um, I think those were two of the original Munchkins from Wizard of Oz. No, I looked it up. No. Oh, Jerry, Jerry, and the other one? Are they the actual? No, were they? Mr. No, they weren't. They weren't. And that's Damn, that was that, that, that's where my segue took me because I had in my notes. I bet they're in the original uh, original Wizard of Oz. No, they weren't. Or under the rainbow? No. All right, so Damn. both there. It's Buddy Douglas and Patty Maloney, right? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. They were not in the Wizard of Oz. Neither one of them. And you know what? They weren't in anything interesting. And as a matter of fact, they started doing work. Like, uh, one did in 1973, and then one started work in, like, 1960. But out of both of those, out of all the movies they did, Buddy Douglas had the most prolific career. And here's why. Um, He was an actor in this movie called Coonskin in 1975. Um, Talking about a uh, rabbit, a country-born trickster takes over organized organized crime racket and hear them facing opposition from institutionalized racism of the mafia and corrupt police. And I think this was a cartoon. I think it was like a Bashki almost. Um, but um, but he was also, Buddy was also in a movie, and I, ha- I had to say this, in 1960, uncredited as the midget in a movie called Sex Kittens Go to College. <laughs> All right. Wow. It blew my mind away, because I was like, a, it was nineteen sixty. It was a movie called Sex Kittens Go to College and he was a midget, an uncredited midget in in this movie. <laughs> well I just assumed, I looked at him like they looked familiar and those the original like the munchkins from the Wizard of Oz originally, those people got a lot of work. Like they got like the lion's share of all the, the little people. <laughs> the cowardly lion's share of all the little people work. Because that's, a lot of those those midgets were working up until I shouldn't say midgets, whatever. 
little people. What but is what is the proper term? I think I think I if well, if you're dwarf, maybe, if, I don't know. If you are a dwarf and you have a dwarfism issue, you are a dwarf, and that's the proper way. If you are what people consider a midget, you're at the proper term is little person, which I think dwarves also are okay with. Is you say a little person? Okay. So I don't know. I, the long story, long story short, I don't know. But anyway, it all depends on who wants to be offended yeah. and who wants to gang up on people. Yeah. All I know is they got a lot of work until they were in their very elder years. Um, and so anyway, that worked out well. Wow, maybe Van Doren was in that Sex Kittens Go to College movie. Ooh, maybe Van Doren. And some lady named uh, some lady named Vampira too. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna close right. that IMDb tag. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. At any rate, back to this movie. I'm glad that midgets showed up just because they kind of added, a, they just kind of changed things up because it was getting kind of boring. Like, even the guy that was supposed to be a douchebag, the uh, the movie studio guy, the agent, I mean, he yeah. kind of lost his win within about a half a minute. And he, I mean, he got, he was really tiring. I'll say this I like this a lot better than Santa Claus the movie. Oh yeah, I, I did. It's funny because um, one of the podcasts I listened to, they were talking about how that movie is really bad, and they were saying that. And this is, they said how they talked about the reindeers, and then they also said too, and I forgot about that. Like, like I, how I felt about it too is Santa Claus the movie kind of had a mean edge mm-hmm. to it, and and this doesn't. This to me is just kind of nice, and because so, even the agent yeah. guy. Wasn't a total. I mean, he was. You know, he was an agent guy. He was smarmy, but you know, I mean, nobody was really offensive in it. You know, it's like, eh, you know, everyone's. You know, it, it, I don't know. I mean, it, it was definitely Santa Claus. Well, I like. Just I like terrible. the uh, and and it's really juxtaposed with how today is, right? I like the uh, the passport agent at the airport. <laughs> he was yeah. I think he was yeah, my favorite guy in the whole movie. I hate. This I hate job. this job. Stamp. Stamp. <laughs> yeah, why? And, and he kept saying, "Sure, why, why not?" not? It's you know, which is... He's like, "Look, the people dressed and, up and in the... like Arab garb, you know, like the 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 eighties, like uh, Iran oil baron garb, and people dressed up as like elves and shit." And he's like, "Yeah, it's Christmas, whatever." Stamp, I, I, stamp. <laughs> I tell you what, though, for, like now, like you could not, you could not have like those kind of like racist no. tones. I mean. You could make a movie now when there were people in the airport line and they were all these different ethnic types. People he, had the, he basically had the like the customs line is like this if you're a stereotype, go to this guy's customs yeah. line. There is no <laughs> yeah. way today David Lee Ross would make California girls now, at I, all. Which brings me to this other suggestion. There is an Ernest movie that I now am somewhat tempted to watch called Ernest Goes to Africa. I saw that movie. <laughs> I don't remember shit about it, but I have seen it. I think I saw it in the theater. I, I, I am curious as to the political sensitivity of said film. <laughs> Ernest goes to Africa. Oh man! You know what that's? You know what that tells me that you know what that screams that screams that East Venture Two is one of those. Oh boy! You could what? East Venture Two. Oh yeah, I don't like East Venture Two that much. I mean, I like okay, some of so it, but I'm not. Like... It is one of the funniest scenes ever. Like the rest of the movie's kind of lame. Well, I like it. But the scene where, where he escapes the the rhinoceros spy thing is one of the most hilarious oh, yeah. things I have ever seen on film. And I'll never <laughs> forget it. 
One of the things that I like that he he says in it too when when they're all he's standing there with all the native people and he looks at the guy he goes, excuse me, but your balls are heavy. But <laughs> <laughs> just the way that he says it is is just I don't know why it just makes you, you laugh think, so much. Do you think but, if Bruce yeah. was done today that he would be more like a Jim Carrey character than than, than what we saw in the eighties? I don't think you can do Ace Ventura anymore. Like yeah. I don't. I mean, I think that people are people are such a like this gotcha okay, culture. So you, you, could, seen, you could make a movie I, where he goes to Africa and then makes fun of somebody being African. They'd be like, well, that's not funny because you know it's it's just it's horrible. So it's, let, me like, this, let me say this. Let me say this then. And I admit it, I didn't. Did anyone see the Dumb and Dumber sequel this year? I, well, I really, really, really want to go. But see no it. one actually yeah, went. I'm probably going. I'm going to see it. But you haven't seen it. That's my point. My point is is that you didn't go out and see it yet. It's like, I guarantee you, it's probably, that movie is probably as, it's a fairly brother, so they're going to be as as cute and offensive as they could be, but no one saw that. We didn't see that movie. And that that goes to your point, John, about how, like, maybe you can't get away with that kind of stuff today. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, because, he, because it was Jim Carrey and, and Jeff Daniels being pretty damn old to be pulling off the sequel. So just want to let you. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I'm just, sorry. Yeah, it's been out for a few weeks, and I still haven't. I mean, it's it's it's. But I, I mean, I want to go see Top Five first because that's the new Chris Rock movie, and they say that that one is like they don't care about language and, and being offensive. That they, but I think that I mean, you know, that Chris Rock can get away with it more. He has more of a pass. If they made Dumb and Dumber and they made fun of, you know, blind people or, you know, like they did in the first one or, or you know, anything like that, they probably couldn't get away with so it. Just, just, so probably just to tie into what Tim was talking about. He did the second one, by the way. You what? The blind kid has grown up and in the second one. Oh, wow. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they, they, do another, they do another blind joke. He still lives in the building that they lived in, so they, they go back. So just to, just to point to Tim's comment about Ernest Goes to Africa, uh, Jim Varney plays Ernest in, the, in Ernest Goes to Africa, but he also plays a character called Hey You, the Hindu. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. At, well, now i got to watch Ernest Goes to Africa. <laughs> So, yeah. Put it on my list. So, 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 okay, so I guess this is just the way just to come out and just say it that this is now called the Ernest Podcast. It's all about Ernest movies. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm about done. I mean, I, I went through my notes. Um, well, I'm just going, I'm, I'm saying that the whole, not just this episode, but all this is for now on, like, it's all this is the focus. It's is the Ernest, Ernest. It's the Ernest yeah. Podcast. <laughs> it's the Ernest Cast. Ernest <laughs> the important the importance of watching Ernest. <laughs> wow. See, Tim already made the name for That's it. That's what I'm gonna do. The importance of watching Ernest. The importance of watching Ernest. Know what I mean, Get her done. Know what I mean. Know what I mean. So, all right, were those all your notes? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, let me take that the curve. I wanna. I want your theory on this movie. Okay, so. I'm watching the movie. It's a safe Disney-produced feature um, under the Touchstone label. And I'm watching it, and the first thing I notice, and I'm like, there's something wrong with me because I shouldn't notice this, is cab number 69. Okay. <laughs> Somebody on the set was making kids' movies and had a, like enough of it, and they're like, fuck it, I'm going to make his cab number 69. I'll buy that. You know, stick something. Just like the <laughs> Disney animators put in boobs in the background and stuff. 
you know, right. if he had to do that, I'd crack too. So I'm like, okay, 69, whatever. Well, then on top of that, okay, so then you have a runaway girl who you never get the backstory for. Never. The well, you kind of do. Because she it says imply. they imply like her parents had her parents had some difficulties. They were paying up attention to her. She ran away. She's been gone for about a year. So, but it's like okay, so that's why you run away. It's like that's the no, you run away because you know stepdad gets too touchy. You know that's why you run away. Um, something happened with that girl, and I'm, I'm writing this whole backstory for her because like she's stealing food from the deli, and she's got that made up name that does sound a little pornoy. Yeah, she's been on the streets for a while. It's not like she was on the streets for like a week. She's been 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 surviving on the streets, you know? Yeah. So they said she's been gone for a month. So I'm like, okay, maybe she had enough money to kind of float by for a month. But she's in Florida and she's from Indiana. I just feel like there's something there. And then on top of that, then they go to the prison and she puts the, they put her in the little outfit with pigtails and she puts on that voice and then like, is as wrong as it is, it's like that is a sexualized character. If I've ever yeah. seen one, that is a total like that's the total dirty Catholic schoolgirl put on. Right, and it's like but it's just innocent, like be the governor's niece, and it's like no, that's just pervy. Yeah, and then on top of that, then you go all the way through it, and I'm like, and I kind of start to forget about that, and they try to make her play a teenager in the right angles and stuff. She's obviously. Not the, the way the movies work. She's obviously not a teenager. Um, right. She might be like, but she's obviously probably closer to 22 than whatever age she's supposed to be in the movie. You have the weird kiss with Ernest. Yeah. Which is like, oh, and it's like, and he had her dressed up like a schoolgirl. And it's, it's just, I feel like there's like a somebody who is making that movie. You don't know, like how that one movie, Powder, came out and it was a Disney movie and you found out the guy was a pedophile. Yeah, I watched that movie. I watched that movie. Did you find out the director? Was it the director or the I writer? I feel Powder. Was yeah. Powder, was the writer of the pedophile? Or the director or somebody? Somebody, I think it was somebody a director. But you know what though, but when you watch Powder, there was definitely some strange, strangeness to that. Like I mean, the, there's the, like all the, the high school boys. Things. Yeah, there was, like, but, and I'm not saying that just like, to, you know how people like, oh yeah, I knew that when I was, there's, there's really I remember like, I remember I, feeling like kind of like that's a little creepy, and that's what I got a little bit of a creep feeling from this movie. And I feel like maybe that I think if you just work in, it's like one of those things. Who are the pedophiles? They're always the camp counselors. They're the priests. They're the youth group people. They put themselves in spaces where they're around kids. Right. So right. why would somebody who works for Disney Studios be a prime candidate to be a little bit of a pedophile and stick in weird? Things like a cab number being sixty nine, and have the have the runaway girl who's supposed to be real innocent kind of have a little dirty feel to her when she has to go get dressed up to go into prison. I might add. Right, and if, and I guess I mean to go further into your theory too, the thought is like, if what what better way to to be in, in, in to make it kind of like not an obvious thing, like no, going and making these kind of movies. It's it's not it's kind of it's easy to kind of float this stuff by. If you're some sort of a creep, it would be easier to be a creep in these kind of settings where you're like, oh, yeah, we're making an earnest movie. And then you put your own little weird, creepy things in. She has to dress up like a schoolgirl because, you know, he's going to come in and act like she's the governor's daughter. And then yet they have her talking that fucking baby voice. Yeah, that's where I drew the line is when she was because Tim and and I both went to a Catholic school. So 
It's just like, uh, uh-uh. and what? It's just that was just like that's the total sex creepy Catholic. Girl. And the way, and the way that Ernest was hovering right around her face, in her neck, when they were talking and stuff, that kind of creeped me out too. And then, um, so you have that, and then at the end, and everything, I kind of get away from that. And then the, the nice old couple who have every right to go home and have sex. <laughs> Uh, but I, I don't begrudge. The guy's been up in the North Pole for a long time. He probably doesn't get to have sex with Santa Claus. Because um, they didn't make any mention of Mrs. Santa Claus. But she, they're like, oh, what are we going to do? And like, oh, we'll you figure something out. You know what? You're right. Like, they never mentioned Mrs. Claus. So, so wait. So, like, okay. So, so, all right. So I got a question about that then, right? So does the new clause have to deal with the Mrs. Claus? Is there a new Mrs. Claus? Or is that the same old Mrs. Claus? And is, is the newer Mr. Well, Claus going to want to get in with like a 200-year-old Mrs. But maybe, Claus? But maybe that's, maybe that's one of the criteria because you have to be 51 years old and maybe you don't have to have any attachments because if you, when he went to Joe's house... It was obvious, like, he lived there by himself. There was no woman just kind of looking... Well, hey, I gotta be you know honest, I mean? if I was a woman and I was dating him and I saw a bunch of his kid show pictures hanging up on the wall, I'd, I'd probably... I'd probably <laughs> say, good luck, yeah. see ya. That's the other component to the thing. It's like, kid show host? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? I just, yeah. you know... And he was a creepy-looking dude, and I got a creepy vibe off him, and it feels like, oh, he was Uncle, you know, Uncle Kitty, and it's like, come sit on my knees. It just, ugh. Hey, but you know what though? The one thing it's that I do I think that's an undertone of pedophile. So is that is that your theory? Right, but the one thing I did like in the what? Is that your theory, Tim? Is that the what? My theory is that there's a somewhere in the in the uh, in the production crew of this movie there's a pedophile. That's all I'm saying. I don't know where. <laughs> I don't know how involved he yep. might have been. The set designer could have been an executive producer. Could have been a gaffer. I don't know. But there's somebody slipping little sexual subversive things into this movie. Well, here's here's, a, here's a, a bigger question though too. I mean, and, and not to sound weird again, but but remember like when this was shot, and remember like what we were talking about like with PG ratings and as opposed to PG thirteen, that some of those older movies they have a little bit more of those weird kind of suggested undertones. Whereas in now, like, everything is explained and everything is pretty much on front street. And maybe that's just kind of that style more for movies because there's, like, this little bit of uncomfortableness and there's this little bit of, like, I don't know why I'm feeling like this or why this seems kind of strange. Maybe that's just the style that's evolved back then. Well, I mean, there's a lot more. If you look at the sitcoms and stuff, there's so much double entendre stuff, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah, well, you had to and, be then, a, and then there was Married with Children. There's Married with Children who kind of started the trend that way, but um, but like that last bit, the end where it's like, oh, we'll think of something. It's like, is anybody not going to take that? Is they're going to go home and at least fool around? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, if you could, if you showed it to a room full of adults and they, let's say there're twenty of them, I bet nineteen out of twenty would be like, well, they're going to at least go home and and make out and kiss and stuff. But it's like me being a horrible person. I'm like, he's going to go home and bone Billy Bird. Well, but but to me, it's like, but that's that's okay because that's two adults. And it's fine. And, 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 but the and it's other fine. Stuff but yeah, is... but the stuff, the stuff with the younger girl, it, it, it did feel a little like because I was, I was, uh-huh. I was confused because if, if they, if they were just pals, there was obviously Ernest wasn't didn't have eyes on her. He didn't throughout the whole thing. It was just like a buddy that could have been anybody in that role. But then at the end, when she gave him the kiss on the cheek and he blushed and he looked kind of uncomfortable, then it was kind of like, oh, so there is supposed to be some sort of. I mean, why? You know, you know what I mean? It's like you go to foreign countries and 
is Ernest just waiting until she's legal or something? You know, it's like ew. yeah, exactly. It was like was Ernest? Did Ernest well, think okay, about this? And, and like he was like, well, when the time and to play into that, they never. She never really tells her her real age. That's true. She said that she is yeah. twenty two, but we obviously know she isn't. What age is she? Yeah. My mind right. is blown. This, this may be the weirdest statement ever, but in a way, like that scene, it's like in some way, it took like an innocent character like Ernest and it sexualized him, which is kind of wrong. It is. He's the least sexualized guy on the planet. Ernest right. is the whole he, brain he of the character. He may even be gay, to be honest, the way he's hounding after Vern. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, think, well, I mean, it's cool. I'm, I'm down with that, but the, the way that this movie. Like uses the runaway as like a sexual. It, it's subvertly sexual, like yeah. what Tim says. Well, so let me ask you this though. So if it would have been a boy runaway, it wouldn't have been that. It would have been. It would have been really weird if the boy runaway kissed him on the. Cheek. I was gonna say that. Well, no, if you would have. <laughs> I was gonna say if that. You would have, no, that's an obvious. But if you would have, if you would have, if, if at the end of the scene, if it was a boy runaway, and he would have, he would have run up and give Ernest a hug. That wouldn't have been no, weird. But you're right. I mean. Yeah, because I mean, if it, little, if it would have been a boy at that age, and he went up and he's like, "Hey, thanks, you know, thank you, you know, I, I, I you know." I don't know. If it would have been weird if she had just hugged him either. I think it would have been I fine. Okay I wouldn't have thought of it. Yeah, she hugged Santa. I mean, she hugged Santa. She didn't kiss Santa. She kissed. She kissed Ernest. So. That's true. Yeah, that's there's another thing to your point because 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 Santa looked like he was kind of mad, but then he said, "Welcome home." And it was a very nice hug, like a fatherly, like, Santa's you know, and, and it was a, it was a nice, it, it was dopey, but it's like, okay, it's nice. You know, but, but then like, Ernest was, just be her hugging Ernest goodbye, like, hey, you're my friend, goodbye, I'll see you later. But yeah. she kissed him on the cheek, and he was like, oh, oh, oh. you know, and then you, well, <laughs> here's the other, God, I cannot believe we're in like such a philosophical debate about <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but so here. But here's the other thing too. Like, so for that character, it's it's kind of it doesn't work with everything that she's done in the story because they've kind of made her. Besides the schoolgirl outfit, they didn't really sexualize that character. Where they try to make her like she's a dopey kid. So to me, like for her kissing him, she knows that she has some sort of an effect or a, a hold on Ernest. But she knows that she's been working him this whole time in this movie, in a sense. Where she's been using it to her advantage, and for her to give him the kiss, and she knows that it's going to be kind of like you know it's going to make him blush and uncomfortable and everything. Then, then it's kind of like so. Yes, I mean maybe that is exactly. I mean somebody was was putting dropping their little hints and their little things for themselves in it. Like this, so, uh, the screenplay was by Ed Turner and somebody named B. Klein. The B. Period Klein. So that's who that's who did it. The story was by Ed Turner. So. All right. There's somebody. Somebody in there has got a thing for underage girls, at least. So. I think it's somebody named B. Klein. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Betafile Klein. Mr. J. L. Time. S. N. J. L. Time. Oh man, they're making a Goosebumps movie. It's got Jack Black in it. Oh, they they're making a Goosebumps. They're making they a Goosebumps movie, and it's starring Jack Black as the guy who wrote all the Goosebumps movies. Wow, I've been tired of Jack Black for probably at least seven years well, now. He's going to be R.L. Really? Klein or whatever, the guy that wrote all the Goosebumps yeah. movies. He's going to be R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein, that's what it was. Oh, that's what all right, so, all right, so let's, <laughs> right. let's put Ernest to rest. I think we've, like, exhausted Ernest. Ernest go, all right, let's see. Yeah, Ernest goes to bed at the end. 
you know what though? I have to say that I I I um I I did I never expected the the review of Ernest to spin into this um, conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, it's what. Hey, That's you know amazing. what? Those guys get down to brass tacks. That's what they do. Listen, we all we do is get at the truth. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> this is becoming like um, what's that guy who did the the false flags? The uh, God, what's that weird radio guy? Um, got the oh. real gravelly voice. I can't think of his name oh. right now. Bell. Art Bell. No, not Art Bell. There's another. There's a new one that has a radio show. Um, Art Bell's been off the air for a long time now. But there's a. Um, ah, I just about had it. Anyways, I'll probably remember it later. Art just suddenly blurted it out. Broadcasting now. Oh yeah, I, I forgot. And he does have a podcast too. I guess. But, yeah, he does. Still... No, but there's a guy that used to call into Opie and Anthony, and he was always talking about these false flags and stuff, and finding all this hidden meaning. So we've had a lot of hidden meaning to Ernest. So. I don't know how much it was all that hidden, to tell you the truth. It was right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Everybody's got to open their eyes when they watch an Ernest movie, and you'll see it. So, so, yeah. <laughs> open your eyes, man. <laughs> I, have, I have no other way to broach uh, the next topic, but are we, are we going to be opening things, too, as well? I mean, we should open some things. Now, yeah, I guess you could you could make it a part two because we went a long time already. Oh no 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 no! It's Christmas epidose. Christmas epidose means it's two plus hours. <laughs> well, I think well, I don't know what. Well, yeah, that's, that's fine with me. Um, I'm trying yeah, to find something to drink. I'm a, I'm you know, get yourself a beverage. But, oh, and so I'm and, and I'm the bad one too because I didn't think I was going to be able to to no. to take a call or anything. So I didn't. I haven't sent any. No yet, no 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 no. So no, I'm but, I'm. No, 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 I'm no, gonna no, say no, I'm no. gonna say what I say at weddings. I'm gonna say your presence is a present. <laughs> and, and and what and what I said to Tim is I said that's the shittiest gift I've ever given to it's just like really I'm the gift oh yeah. it's like that's the worst gift I, I, there's no there's no receipt either you can't give it back no, 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 no. I think I think of you more as a keepsake <laughs> I, I look at me as I want to pass you down my generation chain <laughs> I, I look at it as like, like the root the ruiner of shows <laughs> But, uh, it's just like the show's been going really smooth and really on track. Let's call John and have him just I think mess it's it more all of let's shake it up a little bit and let's 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 turn it on a Ted because it needs to be turned on a Ted. I think it's it's kind of like it's basically like I'm like the the um I just it's the whole idea of like well I'll just do it every once in a while when I can and then it'll be better because like for all two people that listen to it they're like oh it's interesting it's just a little different it's that that's really obnoxious guy <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I go away for a while I'm like huh I wonder what happened to that obnoxious guy I probably killed himself and, <laughs> and then the obnoxious guy comes back and it's like oh he's back because he, he didn't kill himself <laughs> too bad special guest star <laughs> anyways. Especially, yeah, yeah. I want to be the Billy Preston of the podcast. So I got. Did you get? Did you get the stuff that we said? I oh, did. Oh, oh, oh. I did. It's sitting right here. On the, it's sitting right on the couch. And Tim's. Tim actually wrapped every. Yeah, I didn't do well, that. I had I had shit that wasn't Gonzo related to send to both of you. So rather than send two packages, 
I yeah. just on the one box. And so anything unwrapped is fair game. And well, it's see, that's not, the thing. You know, is like, I didn't take the time to wrap shit. I just, put, I just do it all in a box. I mean, I actually had two other things to send Hokey, but uh, my box is at capacity, and this will tie into my uh, my feud with the U.S. Post Office. Uh, well, we're not going to get into so, that. I, 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 sent, no, no, I tried to that. send something to Tim through thinkgeek.com, and it actually ended up a month later being rerouted to, like, Columbus, Ohio. So... It was terrible. Uh, okay, so I can feel that one thing I think is a picture frame. I think one thing is a button, and one thing is. Um, yeah, good luck. I'll on give you. I'll give you a, a chopstick. I'll give you a hint about the stuff I sent you. One of it is a box full of moonbeams. A box what? full of moonbeams. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what it says on the box. So I'm gonna tell you it's inside the box, though. All right. Oh. All right. So how do we want to how do we want to start this? Since I mean, since I'm unfortunately like I'm like the elf who brings nothing oh, to the party. Oh, we're having a party right now. You got two boxes of shit, so let's have you open. <laughs> <laughs> you got two boxes of shit. <laughs> Yes. All right, so Let I'm going to go against yeah, the... Because all of the stuff I got was at the same thrift store. Well, no, I got something in half Ice books, but... I just... I'm, I'm going to open the big the big thing from Tim right now. Yeah. So, and I've, you know, what's funny is, um, Tim, guess who is sitting right next to me right now who's playing with the pin? Walt. Yep, Walt is right next, to, right next to me. He's hanging out. It looks like, he, like he's writing. Yeah, I the, the my my uh, relationship with my cat is is way creepy. <laughs> it's kind of well. Let's open this. Let's open this. Put on that cat room. Oh, no, he just he just ran off when I just opened the wrapper. He's like, I was like, you're making too much noise, dude. What the hell? Oh, it just beat. Oh, oh nice. This is an electronic baseball. It's from 1979, oh. so... And it works, by the way. It does work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you hear that? I'm going to bunt. Here comes the bunt. Hey, I'm going to one player. When it, when the, when I have the no idea. Gets in, when the red light gets into the square on the batter's box is when you want to... You have time, oh. it, so it gets right there. If it goes left or right, it's a, you can't hit it. It's a strike. I don't know what I just did. I'm seriously going to figure... Oh, I just hit a triple. Yeah, if it, you get all the lights flashing, you hit it somewhere. So. Yeah, I hit a triple. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. This is going to take a while to figure this out. It's kind of like the yeah. triple is taking forever, not unlike NES baseball, if anybody's played that one. Well, I don't quite get how the advanced... You, you may have to look it up online, but I believe it's entirely functional. I just can't quite figure out everything. And you can play two-player, and the other person can pitch. I'll tell you what, it's, but making, you cannot it's, it's making cool music, though. I'm, like, I'm liking the sounds. It's, it's a yeah, sound. I, Oops. I have a runner on third, but I can't. You gotta bring so it I just hit it. <laughs> I don't know what I did. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like an alarm going. <laughs> There's no good way to play that game quietly. So. There's no way to play it quietly? No, that's it. You're you're at the one and only volume level. <laughs> so so basically, don't like in the middle of the night if I can't sleep, take it out. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> You're like, no, let's let's see what your wife to pistol with you. <laughs> I, I think you should play in the middle of the night. Okay. Woo. Excellent. So do I just do I just keep going? Go for another one. Go for another one. Yeah, like how right, do I'm gonna do go that? for the one. Do we like, do like a, a couple around or, or what do we do? You should well Yeah, do a couple around because Tim Tim's in a lot of them. I've got a lot of Alright, and so what I think is I think you should do one <sighs> one from Mike and then Oh then we'll do one from Mike? Yeah, because you have you have one oh, from okay. Mike yeah. we'll circle from there. Okay, so I'm doing one from Mike <laughs> it's just about there's something weird on the top of it. Of course it. there is. Oh yeah, hot water bottle. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's amazing! I'm so gonna use this tonight. It's it's the red hot water bottle. It's the things you see in cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know what's so funny though? It's just like there have been times when like we've actually needed like that, you know, like stomach or something. You're like, oh, if I had it. And we usually use a heating pad, but this is badass. Yes. I'm so, I'm so I'm excited. I'm gonna actually use this tonight. This is awesome. my knees are really sore right now. So I've been like, ah, the hot water. And then I'm, I'll open one. Oh, nice! And then I see, and then Elvira's movie Macabre with um, the Doomsday Machine and the Werewolf of Washington, which is great because I've seen this movie at Half Price Books, and I love the the artwork for the Werewolf of Washington. That's yeah. why I, I was like, dude, yeah. John's gotta get that. Yeah, it's a it's a 1981. Well, when is what year is that? It doesn't tell 79, me. 79, maybe no. Okay, it says while on assignment in Hungary, a young reporter, Dean Stockwell, is attacked by a mysterious animal. When he returns to the United States as the president's press assistant, authorities begin to find uh, political socialites ripped apart by a similar creature. No one is safe while the werewolf of Washington is roaming the nation's capital. Excellent. Thank you. Very awesome. I'm actually going to go heat up the water bottle. Go ahead and open open it for you guys. I'm going to go fill the water bottle. <laughs> Tim, uh, you or me? Yeah, you go ahead. All right. Uh, what should I open? I'm going to open one of the uh, long things, and I'm going to open one of the booky-looking things. All right. Okay. So I'm going to open... <laughs> wow, where do you get this wrapping paper, by the way, now that I'm opening this? Oh, I found some wedding wrapping paper, so I used that. Mm. Nice. I didn't feel like Christmas paper was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I like the seriousness in your tone. You're like, I don't think Christmas paper is appropriate. <laughs> it's it's very non-denominational of you. You know what's awesome? Is that it's alligator and beef Cajun-style jerky. <laughs> Whoa, what is it's it? It's alligator and beef Cajun-style jerky. I was actually going to make a joke that one of the rappers, I'm like, I think that's beef jerky. <laughs> we have a uh, we have a Cajun food store right down the street where you can get like alligator bites. You can buy it from from like like actual alligator meat. It's pretty good. This is awesome. I've had alligator before. It's good. It is it's really good. good. Alligator. It's very it's very flavorful. I made a I made a crock pot full of chili today. Otherwise, I'd eat this right now. But you know what's awesome is that the expiration date is September 25th, 2015. Thanks, Tim. Oh, I'm going to enjoy the alligator jerky. That's going to make the wife so I, I've got I've to ask you about your chili. Now, your chili, it's not... Can the spoon stand up when you put your, your put it in yes. the chili? Good. Yes. Okay. 
then it's not bean water. Because I hate it when people go, hey, we're making chili. I'm like, that's bean water. That's not chili. No, I gotta it's tell you, though, I gotta to tell you though, it's, it's close. It is close. But that's only because I added about a cup of water. Cause I, I, so I, um, I spent an hour and a half simmering the beans to soften them up, but they weren't fully cooked. Uh-huh. They weren't fully soft when I put it out. So I was like, I added some more water in. Um, just like in the crock pot. It cooked for six hours, though. But so there is some water in there, but that thing, that the spoon could totally stand up in, in there. That's the only way to do chili. And then, are you guys weird like me? I always like to put corn chips and mustard on the chili when I have it. Have, have you guys ever done that? You put what now? You put corn chips? And mustard. I do, uh, I throw Fritos in. I I've done mustard before. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 my, my dad gave me this thing that he calls this barcode chili where you use a can of the cheapest beer you can find <laughs> and, and two types of seasoning. But I'm, I'm a snob about, um, you got to use sharp cheddar and oyster crackers. Oh, That's yeah. kind of my thing when I make chili. It's like I have, and, and that, and I like to have a lot of ground beef yes. in it and big hunks of tomato. I don't like a lot of beans. I'm more of like a seasoning and meat guy. Oh, but, it's so good. So, um, I open up the other thing, and look at what yeah. I'm looking at right now. It is two copies of Mad Magazine. Ooh, nice. Would you like to uh, read the dates? Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to do next. You, you know me way too well. Number 252 from January 1985, and number 261 from March 1986. And, the, what are the movies featured? So, on the front of the 86 one, it's a Miami Vice knockoff. And then on the 85 one, it's Alfred E. Newman in a helicopter with a giant Q-tip flying into the Statue of Liberty's ear. <laughs> nice. And one of yours, Hokey, has a uh, choose the plot of the next Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not sure if there's something else. We'll get to that. No, I'll tell you what. Um, okay. Anyway, oh, okay. First of all, I want to point this out. March 1986 doesn't have the fold-in at the back page. It, it does not. That's amazing. Huh. There's like some, there's a Don Martin cartoon, but huh? but there's no fold-in. Didn't he just die yeah. too? I don't yeah, just recently. That's really cool. I, there's a Don Martin I figured cartoon. there's always fold-ins. That's, actually, I did not know that. The fold-in's on the inside of the back cover. No, the, uh, but the inside back cover doesn't have a fold-in? Yeah, let me look at the other page. Yeah, no, there's no fold-in. There is the inside. That's weird. The inside back cover should have a fold-in. No. Nope. No fold-in. There is no fold-in for the March 86 version. That's all right. Blast for me. All right, so I'm done. Tim, you're next. All right. I got to note that the package I received from Mike, which I just got today, I was getting concerned it wasn't going to make it. Yeah, um, it's the, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But there's a post office. Me and the post office have beef going, and I think they're starting to slow down my mail to punish me. <laughs> but, <laughs> Another conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's not a conspiracy if it's true. But um, this box is like four feet tall. It might have a person in it, but... It's this really huge package. The man looked really pissed that he had to deliver it, too. Good. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. 
Yeah, I, I think he's in on it. I'm not sure if he got in trouble for all the shenanigans before, but he did not look real happy. Grumpy ass fucker. <laughs> uh, all right, there's a bag in there. Is anything? That's the bag. All right. What the fuck? All right. All right, so I'm going to pull this. Vi- there's a video in here. And what the fuck? Panorama International Productions presents Grand Canyon, A Journey into Discovery, narrated by Telly Savalas. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves you, baby? <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Got some stuff on the Hopi Indians, Havasu Falls, and an aerial journey to the Grand Canyon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, deluxe edition too, and it, and I might add it's on um, it's on VHS. Uh, no year, but this screams eighties. And I wonder if you can hear, if you can hear Telly Savalas with the tootsie the the tootsie popping in his yeah. mouth. Like if you, and look it's at this majestic scene. On the front of the box, <laughs> got the 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 lettering choice is odd, and. Um, <laughs> It's his headshot doesn't have a sucker in his mouth. <laughs> and there's still a thing here on the top. There's something else bigger in there, but I'll get to that. All right. Um, there's a plaid and white hat um, with Velcro, and it's kind of, I believe it's, oh, might be a woman's hat, but it has an embroidered word on the on the front that just says woof. <laughs> 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 That's it. <laughs> it just says "woof" on pink plaid with the netting on the back, and then it says "VCA." <laughs> it says "woof." Woof. 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 W o o f. Oh, I think you're saying "woof" like a dog, like it, "woof." No, no, no. Woof, like "woof" the sound the dog makes. And nice. the, like off kilter, so it's a crooked woof. <laughs> And it's been well worn. I'll say. Hey, that. I threw it in the wash. So, no, I was gonna say it looks clean, but you can tell this baby's got. Somebody wore this a lot. I think it's like the veterinarian something of America hat or whatever. Woof. I'm gonna have to look up what VCA is, but it's a hat you would wear while you watch the Telly Savalas. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, you know, he's totally serious too. You guys sit in that weird little half chair that you have, like a video game chair, watching it. <laughs> I'll just put the tape with that, so we know that it goes together. Um, all right, there's a couple out of the box, so we're back to John. Oh, Chris. okay. So I'm gonna open a couple things because um, I've got a lot of stuff. It's like I'm, I'm worried about my phone dying, so I'm gonna. So I'm opening the thing that felt like a. It's a oh, this is like a plaque. Mm. <laughs> it's a Jose Canseco Oakland A's. Oh man, card. Oh my gosh, I hope you got this really cheap. I imagine you did. Yes, I did. Did you guys hear what Jose Canseco did recently? His fucking finger fell off. He shot his thumb off cleaning his gun, and then his <laughs> finger fell off. But he was playing cards. It's hilarious. <laughs> That guy is ho- that guy is ho- hilarious. He's such a, a shit. 
Oh, but very nice. And I, you know, because I'm not too far from Oakland, so it's good because I'll get to see, I get to see Billy. You get to see Billy Butler. That's right. I do. There's a lot. There's a, and also they seem to be signing a lot of players that stink, but they're players that I like, like Ike Davis. (laughs) So, um, so I'm kind of like. You gotta carry the country breakfast moniker in Oakland. Yeah, I, he's gonna hate it here. They're gonna hate him. They're gonna be so yeah. tired of him after a, like half a season. They're gonna, if that's he makes a, a full a, three years, it's into like seventeen double plays. Well, and the Royals. What yeah, do you think about the Royals getting Alex Rios? Is that is that an upgrade or? I I think these are all like I told Tim in the text. I said these are all Walmart deal trades or, or acquisitions. Parking bucket. None of these are gonna mean anything. It'll be like it'll be like, like uh, Gonzo guys. Like we gotta sift through this. Sh- we gotta sift through this shit, and then we might actually find a gym. Yeah, maybe yeah. one of them. I, it's, I think they'll do okay this year, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna set the world on fire because the the pitching is very mediocre. I mean, Kendrick Morales' best years are, are behind him. Um, you know, Alex Rios' best years behind, him. and Alex Rios had two years for le- it, like that's just too much money. Two for yeah. twenty, that's just ridiculous. I'm not. I'm. It's it's what I expected. Though, it was but, it was cheaper than so. what Oakland paid for Billy, though. I think. Yeah, Billy got you want, uh, three years, thirty million or something. Yeah, three for thirty. There's no way that he's going to make that. They're he, they're going to get rid of him by. They're going to eat eat that money at some point. <laughs> just like he eat, just like Billy it's, it's, eats country breakfast. <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's it's a really weird stadium, and and he's a doubles and single totally. hitter, which for his size he's supposed to be a power well, hitter. But that's that stadium, Coppin, though. Coppin is not a home run park. Either is Oakland. Oakland's a really weird stadium. It's it's and it's not so much that it's big. It's just not a. Um, it's not. It's just the dimensions are really funky in that outfield. You'll be happy to know that both Tim and I kept the baseball theme in our gifts to you. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. Um, I uh, I opened up, I got antelope with beef stick. <laughs> so, it is not a, I will def- it's a stick. So. Yeah, it, it is in Buffalo Bob's, antelope with beef stick, all caps, stick. <laughs> As it so, should yeah, I would probably, I would definitely probably eat that tonight. <laughs> that would probably be my dinner. They had uh, I was at Whole Foods last night, and I got sold on a power bar that had, like, like turkey and cranberry in it. So you're, you're damn right, I'm going to be, good? it was good. It was really good. So I will eat the hell out on, of this on the, soon. Joe Rogan podcast, he talks about some power bar that has um, bear meat and some sort of walnut. Let me give you my instant capsule review of Joe Rogan podcast because I used you don't like no, it. No, I used to listen to it, but here's why. I on my uh, when I listen to it on the podcast, I listen to it like 1.5 or 2x speed. Okay, so when that happens, when he's talking, it sounds like he's really into the stuff that he's talking about. When I listen to it in regular speed, it seems like he's just doesn't really. He's just kind of stoned off his head. He's just talking some shit. So it's like, oh okay. Also, so there's that, and then also, uh, I I got a little tired about. He'll have people come on, and then they'll have an awesome conversation, and and then like the next week, all he does is he talks shit on the guy that was just there. Oh yeah, really? he did wow. that a couple times, and I was just like, that's nah, not cool. So. But there are some of the things yeah. I really enjoyed about what he was talking about. But 
Yeah. I, I like some of the people in there. I like that he's like a Bigfoot nut and like an alien yeah, nut. Yeah, it's, it, it's fun, kind of... but those two things kind of just like, uh, okay, I need to slow the roll. So, but I have listened to the Joe Rogan podcast a lot. And yeah, it's like, Tim, do you ever listen to that? Uh, I have. I think I've had to listen to one or two here or there, but I, it's not on my subscription list. But I, you know, I always look for it's new ones. It's better than cereal. Yeah. Yeah. What is? Oh, yeah. I haven't either. I, I don't want to listen to that because of the hype that it's no, getting. No, and I heard that it, it just ended, and I heard a lot of people were disappointed in the ending. So I'm just like, yeah. I, a fictionalized story, or is what is? I think it was. It was. It was a uh, from the 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 NPR guy that did This American Life. So, like, he did that, and it really is just, like, focusing on the single, like, murder case and taking, like, 15 yeah. episodes to pick it apart. So, I it, I think it was just one of those, it, it went viral, really. It really, it went viral. Yeah. And, and people are like, podcasts are back. And I'm like, I've been listening to podcasts for, like, six That's years. Really so, it's before. like, yeah. I've already got my list of podcasts. It's like... Yeah, I've, 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 the thing that I hate is when, when people, uh, you know, like celebrities and like comedians, it's like they have a podcast now and like they just kind of jumped on it now and it just, it kind of pisses me like off Mark in a way. Maron, and like Mark Maron, like he's a funny guy, but I'm, I mean. Yeah, he's been doing it for a while, yeah. so I'm like, I don't hate him as much, but, but like Todd Berry and like, um, and, and these are comedians I like, I mean like Dom Herrera. Like Todd Berry and a lot mm-hmm. of these guys, like they're doing podcasts now. But you know that and Jay Moore, Jay Moore, I I really despise. And Jay Moore's, uh, you know, it's like it's obviously like somebody was telling like, oh yeah, you should do this, and then, you know, and like Kevin Pollak has one. I'm like, you don't really need it. You're a work. I mean, to me, like podcasts is supposed to be like it's like being on an independent label. So in a sense. what what you know, ended it for me was I went to like some podcast network. It was like podcastone.com. Because admittedly, I was like, I want to listen to the the JR show, you know, good old JR from WWE. Yeah. Yeah. And I got tired of listening to that after five episodes, but I found it through the podcast.one website. And one of the podcasts in there was the Fred Dreyer show. And I'm like, okay, I need to slow my roll a little bit. I don't think I need to hear from Hunter. So I was like, I was like, that's a little bit much. (laughs) So. Yeah. Well, and like Stone Cold has a podcast, yeah. and it was like, oh, it's so good. Like, well, there was some big shit because like, he had Vince McMahon on a couple of weeks ago, and that was like, oh, yeah, it was, some, it was it was actually it was actually a big deal for wrestling. And stuff. I think and well, I think the big deal was it was. And then you know the big. He kind of he kind of aired some dirty laundry during the. Yeah, interview. that's what happened. Oh well, then I know that the the. Um, Colt Cabana was on CM Punk, uh, or, eight, or CM Punk, yeah, and that was like went skyrocketed yeah. that. So, by the way, I have an alligator Cajun style jerky, and I'm going to open it right, right now. And so, next thing I'll say, uh, if you want to try, it's not a podcast; it's a YouTube channel, the Norm McDonald Live YouTube channel. Oh yeah, that's hilarious because Tim and I were talking because the one with Nick Swan, uh, Nick was it Nick Swanson? is hilarious. Yeah. The uh, Oh my god, that one that was the one where he did his Don Knotts inter, er, er, invitation. It was so Your mouth funny. Is my toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what one of my favorite jokes that I ever heard of there was and I love Norm's delivery and sense of humor, but when he was talking about um he was driving with his dad when he was a kid and they passed this um this car that was going to a carnival 
and it had this this ghost house and he's like that's not a real ghost house and and he goes, well, what do you mean? And he says, he goes, oh, they couldn't be driving down the road. It's got windows because all the ghosts would fly out. <laughs> the other one, if you get a chance, if you haven't, if you haven't watched it less, the David Spade one is hilarious. Oh, really? Okay. I'll definitely. This is the fact that we're, we're on a podcast and we're sitting here talking about, you know what we like? And every other podcast but our own. Everything but mine. Go ahead. Who's next? Um, I think you're next, sir. Alright, I think I, I'm, okay, I'm gonna open, how many, I have one, two, I'm gonna save the big one for last. Okay. One, two, three, four, I have five left. How many should I open? You can probably open two of those skinny ones. You don't need to piece those out. Alright, I'll tell you what, I'll open two skinnies, and then I'll do another biggie one, right? Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna do it because I got a funny feeling. I know what this next skinny one is. There's a yeah. I can feel too. Bam! Buffalo Bob's antelope with beef stick. I I got uh, what Tim uh, is what, what John is eating right now. That's right. You'll probably hear my jaw popping. <laughs> Don't you hate it when that happens? Well, my jaw always pops. It's been it. It even sometimes will lock. Nice. Like if I yawn, oh, it sticks. No. Like. Yeah, I have, I have a, really bad. I can hear it popping. I should probably right. stop chewing on the I'm phone. I'm gonna open the disgusting. other thing, and it's kangaroo with beef jerky. Buffalo Bob's the shit, man. It's really good. Nice. All right, so I'm gonna eat those things. Ooh, it's got the it's got some spice to it too. Oh, yeah, I guess those things got some bite. All right, I'm gonna open this. Yeah, ooh, I'm gonna good. open the somewhat square thingy. By the way, Tim, thank you for the salsa too. Oh yeah, I okay. I'll get some salsa. I'll get it to you at some point. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Tim, I, oh I got, I got, my god! It's a seven-inch single of the Fat Boys with <laughs> with wipeout. Wipeout with the Beach Boys doing Ooh. wipeout. Oh my god! That I, that was by seriously it was like by itself on a table with a bunch of random shit. I was like, there it is. Oh my god! And on the back cover, it's the Fat Boys, and somehow in their picture with their gold chains and their hats and shit, they're just hanging out with a bow constrictor. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Why, it's why not? Why not? Oh my god, that is amazing. I'm gonna play that for the wife. I'm gonna make sweet love to my. No, never mind. <laughs> Say divorce papers will be on the pillow when you wake <laughs> up next to you. <laughs> Divorced. That's pretty good. I, I am a human. Hey, how many of the fat boys are still alive? No. Two. Yes, two. That's nice. Two. Well, didn't 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 the thinnest one of the of them no, die? No, no, the fat uh, one did. The beatbox. The fattest one died. Buffy. Buffy died. I thought the thinnest one did for them. Buffy died. No, and no. actually, uh. One of them is a radio host in Miami, and the other one, I don't know what the hell he's doing. Brrr, stick it, <laughs> stick it. Uh, if for those Gonzo folks who want to uh, enhance their fat boy knowledge, go back and listen to the Delirious podcast. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, I I need to go. I, I'm like I said, I'm behind. There's plenty I'm behind of them. Good. Okay, so is Tim next? Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> Wait, I'll beatbox while he's doing that. <laughs> uh, 
you do that surprisingly well. <laughs> uh, Maybe we could do a, a relaunch. Yeah. Well, instead of the fat boys, we'll be the white boys. <laughs> I don't think that's ever been done. Uh, I've got a, uh, a picnic, ti- picnic time bag, uh, which I, I guess you can put things in, and it comes with a Robert Mondavi cut, cutting board. Yeah, sweater. so it's, so it's, it's a wine and cheese bag. It's a wine and cheese bag. All right. <laughs> that's it. That's great. Yeah, there's something. You can, it's like insulated, and there's you can put stuff in there. And, the white, the cutting, Robert Mondavi. Yeah, right. I'll go for it. I'm game. What the hell? I see other things in this box. Nice. Oh, you got a loaded dice drinking game. <laughs> a loaded, a loaded dice. It's like it's like a shot glass combination dice that's stuck in the bottom of it. The game is simple. Learn fill the shot glass, slam it down. Do whatever the dice tells you to do. The drunker you get, the easier it is to play. Mm-hmm. The game gets tough on the belly, but isn't that the point? All right. <laughs> All right. I'll buy that for a dollar. You know how underrated Robocop is? I'm going to be putting this in my picnic kit with my Telly Savalas video on my whoop hat. Nice. Robocop is so underrated as a movie. That movie is amazing. Oh no! I think RoboCop's actually now getting some of its some of its proper accolades. Verhoeven oh. is such a satirist, and people didn't catch it back then. That's what makes it even better. Yeah. Now, John, open up something. Um, because the hokey thing is open, I can see part of it. That it's open, I can see into it. Um, so I'm gonna take to well. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is so apropos, and I don't know if there's a so the first thing is is the governor walking dead action figure, <laughs> which I like too because I'm gonna open it because you can take his head off. There's is two it, different heads. There's one with eye patch, one without. Is it and, TV Walking Dead or comic book Walking Dead? Yeah, t- TV Walking Dead. Okay. It would be it wouldn't be hilarious if like in service of the governor just said Philip. <laughs> Because that's his name. And then what made me laugh so hard, a Ron Washington bobblehead. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really funny because Tim and I had this debate about Ron Washington. um, Because, you know, he he resigned or whatever you want to call it. And um, because he had cheated on his wife. I never did see the press conference. And then Tim Tim and I actually were having a discussion because Tim said, what, how is it you phrase Did you say strange or stray? He was getting some strange. Yeah, because Tim said he's, he was getting some strange. And I said, I thought the phrase was he's getting some stray. And Tim was like, I almost like that one better. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great because he's like, he's, he's, um, got his fist up in the air and he's got like a little batting cage or not a batting cage but it's basically he's in the dugout it's actually a really cool <laughs> bobblehead does he, does he have <laughs> I love Ron Washington he's hilarious here like, see if you can hear him bobbling <laughs> he's doing something it still works he's excited oh boy poor Ron his wife is probably 
kicking the shit out of him as we speak. But no, thank you. Those are awesome. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> that's actually really. I'm gonna actually keep that out. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so who's who's next then? Did you did you open did you open Tim stuff? Did you open it? Um, no, I've got like one. It's opened a lot of mine, except there is some. There's. I'm trying to remember what else I put in there. I don't even know. Because I've got like. Um, I, I have, have two things left. I think I have another piece of. Okay. I do you want me to? Uh, well, I think I've got another. I'll open this from Tim. I think it's another jerky. Oh man, that jerky is so good. Is that? Did you buy that at the flea market? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Not the shit flea market. The once a month. You you bought it where? At the the big one at the Kansas Coliseum. They have oh, the Sunday one. It happened to be the right Sunday, and I was like, let's go do Buffalo that. Buffalobobs.com. Yeah. Buffalobobsnacks.com. If you want to get more. And but, this uh, one is oh kangaroo. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, we're going to open the that. This is like a sampling of... Oh, I can't wait. I, I hate kangaroos. Uh, I'm happy to this, eat one. This, um... Where you go? Flea market. Uh, well, actually, I'll have to wait till you open some. I'll tell you. Oh, to, to do that? To tell me the story? There's a story to be had. Um, <laughs> anyway, um... So, see, Mike, you got something? I got two things. Like, uh, how are you on, like... You you probably have a couple more, but I'll go ahead and clear myself out. All right, go ahead. Go through the clear out. I'm going to hear that sound. <laughs> All right, I'm going to open the small thing I just first. cleared myself out. Oh, what's this? <laughs> it's a button, right? It's a button you can wear on your shirt. Yeah. And it says, mm-hmm. it's a good day to collect stamps. <laughs> Which is funny because uh, I sent out Christmas cards like Tuesday, and Kelly had gotten my wife had gotten um, like Jimi Hendrix and Batman like forever stamps, and the Batman stamps are actually pretty Ooh. cool. You don't need. And you were like, "Don't put those out, woman." <laughs> oh no, no, I used them, but like I sent them out. And I'm like, okay, well, I blew through. The Jimi Hendrix sheets and the Batman sheets. Like, I need to get new stamps. So I was out there. I was I was sending I was sending your guys' stuff and and those Christmas cards. And I was like, all right, I want some stamps. What do you got? And it was like, it was like snowflakes and poinsettias. And I'm like, fuck. I went ahead and got a poinsettia sheet, but I was like, I was a little disappointed walking out of that. So. Uh, it just adds a list of disappointments by right. USPS. So, here's the last one. The kangaroo jerky is really yeah, good. I'm, oh, I'm sure it. It's kind of, it's kind of peppery. Alright, so I'm turning mm-hmm. into this last present. Alright, what is this? The inventor. What the hell? The It's the it, it's playable. I checked it. Um, it's missing a couple of pieces, but nothing that would hinder the play of the game. Parker Brothers game of crazy inventions. Alright. Here's an opportunity to buy into some truly fine inventions. The bud-powered flying machine. And I'll do it because it kind of looks like the sting on the front. And the air-conditioned rocking chair and the eye protector is for chickens. Can I adjust a few? On the outside track, you'll buy obscene old-time inventions from the U.S. Patent Office. The inside like track, 
pays out the royalties in the incredible patent picker, move maker machine, rolls your dice and dispenses patent claims. Great fun for the entire family. That's freaking dice roll. You have a machine you put together dice and roll dice roll. That is insane. You put a machine together and what? It's a little machine. You put the dice in the top and you hit a button and the dice roll and they hit a little bell when they come out. Oh, wow. That is crazy. And they have these little metal clips. And as you get an invention and patent it, you stick the card in and the metal clip clips onto the piece of paper and comes out. Oh, that's insane. And it looks... Wow. It is play. It's missing like one Eureka card and like two clips, but it doesn't. It, you can play the game completely without them. So. Wow! And I went ahead and found the PDF instructions online for you. So. Ooh. What was it missing before? The only thing that was missing, like usually the board games have the instructions on side the lid, and this one didn't. So I went online, and sure enough, uh, there's a game game uh, board game enthusiast group, and they had a PDF. Of the I'm going to see how this roller works here. Hold on. You got to put wow. the base. You got to put the top part on. There it goes. All right, I got it. Here, hold on. But I rolled the ten. That's pretty cool. And there's a lot of cards. It's kind of got cards like Monopoly where you can fuck over somebody. So. I'm all about that. Awesome. Anyway. Anyway. Um, it turned out last year's gift of Las Vegas Junket to Hokey turned out to be a fun game. So I found another board game. Yeah. So. The Las Vegas. Yeah. Last year I sent like a space game. You got like a space game. Well, I got yeah, I got the space one, which I have all the parts to. And then should have all its parts, and then Hokey got one called Las Vegas Junkie. Yeah, basically, and it's like the whole it's like Monopoly, but you take a, a weekend trip to Vegas, and then like when you land on certain spaces, you play certain games like craps or blackjack. But instead of actually playing the games, they set up the scenario for you. So it's like you draw like you draw a hmm. craps card, and it's like. Uh, all right, you have to get a nine before you roll a seven and you win, right? So then you just roll dice until that happens. So there's no, there's no, there's, it takes, it kind of dumbs down the gambling. But what makes it like interesting is that everybody in the game has a sheet where they could bet against you or bet like against the house. So like, so like say uh, for the craps one, I have to roll a nine before a seven comes up. Like, somebody could put money on, like, uh, me rolling a seven, you know, for the house, and then other people could put money on me actually making the nine. And then, you know, you gamble the money, and then you win it if it happens. So it's like it's like a dumbed-down version of Vegas, really, and it actually is kind of fun. It's, it's actually a pretty cool game. I recommend it if you don't have it. <laughs> board game enthusiast <laughs> enthusiast gets it for store. Yeah. Oh boy! Does that clear you out? I am out, and I'm gonna go get a. a I'm gonna be a douche and get a drink, but I'll be right back. Right, I will hold. No, on. no, keep, keep. Well, wait. Who's left? How much stuff do you I have? Think I, I got a bunch in this box. I know that. I've got a um one. I got two, like a button from Tim and something else. That's and then I have. It looks like well, I can see into the box. I can see one thing that I have that's pretty funny. Well, open, it has open, to do with uh, so since I just did a board game, you should probably open Tim's stuff and then I'll I'll join in. All right. 
Okay, I'm, I'm going to open the first the button right now. This, I think, it's the button. That beef jerky is really good. Have you tried it? Um, I had samples at the place. It's good. And that's at the big flea market. Is that the only one that he does? Uh, no, the 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 big one up at the place around Christmas is usually pretty good. Um, but they had the beef jerky was out there, and they got these people had they're not always there, and so they had samples and stuff. So they had like dr- like salsas and other things, and salsa Rebecca made. Right. Wow. wow. This button is amazing. <laughs> this this button is going to go in the backpack. <laughs> it's the uh, 19th annual Cal Johnson swap meet. This is, is it, it's in April 24th, 1977. Yeah. So I have to wonder, like, this button looks old, but it doesn't look that old. It looks, it's in good shape. Um, yeah, they, they found some interesting buttons at the, at the fair, as I always do, but, um, not the fair, the flea market. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is amazing because this is because I went. I spent a lot of time, you know, with my grandpa. When we go to Topeka, we would go to a lot of swap meets and stuff with my grandpa. Ah. So, and this is the kind of thing that you would get. I'm like, this is amazing. I love this kind of artwork because they don't really do that kind of stuff anymore. You know, the way it's laid out. And, there was a whole series of that guy's buttons. So. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. I really like. It. Thank you. Actually, like, it, it's kind of cool. It looks almost like a beer label too, with the green and the and the brown. But right? right, so I'm opening the last. It looks like some sort of a book. Um, oh boy, <laughs> I don't. I just saw a leg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's a WWF magazine. No, no, with, no, no. Um, Flip it. Huh? Flip it. Oh, no, it's a man. <laughs> At first, I was like, who the hell is this? Is that the IRS? Spoof WWF magazine on the back. Oh, my gosh. And, and I've got Alf on the cover. What? Yeah. That's a, I'm so going to read that. And it says on the, on the front of it, it says, our price, 135 No problem. <laughs> I don't know how you... Oh, man. Oh, I cannot wait to read this. This is so badass. Oh, my God. And they have a spoof of Highway to Heaven. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, yeah go ahead. It's so good. For Get Smart, for Get Smart. Oh, man. This is going to be so... I, I'm really... I thank you, and then and I got a second mad. This is last gas for next two hundred miles. And there's a guy burping. Yes, yeah, last gas for two hundred miles. He's burping. Oh yeah, that's right. How bad is it today? You had to explain to me like the joke. Uh, <laughs> oh man, this is this is gonna take me back. My sister and I, we loved getting these. And the funny thing is, the lighter side was all, usually like our favorite section. <laughs> We love that section. And we had the Raiders and Lost Ark one, and then we had the Aliens one, and we also had the one for um, what was the um, Sean Connery movie when he's in space? Oh, I can't think of it. Yeah, because I could tell you. Zardoz? No, um, I keep wanting to say Outland or something like that. It could be Outlander. 
or something. But uh, yeah, I can't remember. The uh, one of the the between the four Mad magazines you guys have, one of them has a film section and talks about Shanghai Surprise. Wow. Whoa, really? And I don't know if it, I don't remember which one you got it because I kind of flipped through for content and figured, okay, this should go here, this should go here. Um, there's Indiana Jones. Once I gave that to Mike, then there was something else that triggered for John. I think the wrestling cover on that one. Um, but and I tried to. Uh, I kind of just I was like, okay, which, which way? I flipped through each one, one just to look at them, and then. But the Mad Magazines is the source of me getting um, bad mouthed at the uh, flea market. So I went to this table, this guy, and it's one of the shit vendors from the regular flea market here, you know, the one downtown, Uh the one south of here, and that's open every weekend. And so there's this guy, he's always in the sub flea market there, and he's always got shit. And it's just random shit, and sometimes I buy some of his shit, sometimes I don't. But let's just not, let's be clear, he has a bunch of shit. It's nothing super collectible. (laughs) And I so, think I've heard you say shit so many times in a paragraph. <laughs> so, so shit venture has got this stuff. And he's got to take all the guys who are down at the South Flea Market, which I always get a booth up at the once a month line or a table. And so he has this table in the back, again, in the back near the shitty shit. And shitty shit. Uh, he's the shitty shit. And so he's got random crap. He's got Star Trek Next Generation collector's plates. They're way overpriced. That's, was that and, the guy that was talking shit when I was there? Or? No, 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 that guy's gone. I was now. gone? That's Good. John's guy who thought John should know everybody in California. <laughs> hey, uh, do you know uh, Bob? And uh, he has a Doctor Who fan club. It's well, a it was the guy, was a guy that was the... like, it's a very Luke Skywalker. It's about $100,000, but I'm going to sell it here. Everything he had was god-awfully high-priced. He didn't really want to sell it. Um, no, no, not that guy. This guy's somebody else um, who I hadn't had a bad experience with, but like he was the guy that, like, when they stopped making Twinkies, he immediately had two boxes of Twinkies for sale. You sent me Twinkies. No, and so I, I buy stuff from him, and he's usually pretty cool. Um, but so he, he was busy talking to somebody, and so this other guy was mining the table, and I said, Oh, these are mad magazines. And I said, How much are they? And and these were in various shape. I think even one of yours has some pages falling out. But they weren't in, like, pristine condition. And there was a pile of them. And nobody was going to buy them all from them. We were there late in the day. It's getting close. So he, the guy's like, oh, he wants five bucks a piece for him. What? And I was like, I was like, uh. And I was just like, I'm not. I was going to buy them. I was going to buy a couple for each of them. I feel like a buck a piece, maybe. And... So the guy's like, well, I said, he's like, how many were you going to buy? And I was like, well, I wanted to buy a few, but, you know, five bucks is a little steep. And he's like, well, he's like, how many are you going to buy? I was like, well, I'll buy, you know, like, I'll buy four. And I said, would you do four for ten? You know? And he's yeah. like, I don't know. And he said, he's like, let me ask the guy. And so he's like, hey, I got a question. The guy's like, don't talk to me. I'm busy right now. That's how he responded to the guy helping us. He was talking to somebody. I don't know what big deal he was trying to close. He's like, I'm working on something over here. And I was just like, ooh, you're an ass. And wow. so the guy's like, he's like, you know what? You're going to have four for two, or you're like 10, you know, 10 bucks for four. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And he's like, well, you know, if he doesn't like it, you know, he's like, I don't know if that's going to be good because he might get mad that I did that. I'm like, well, that's between you and him. You know? <laughs> yeah. Did it. you don't say that? What was that? Did you say that that's between you and him? I said, well, that's not. I said, yeah. I just kind of was like, well, you know, you're doing it. it was, I, I, why do I care if he gets mad at you? You're doing it. Right. Don't the deal if you don't want to do it. So I was like, you said four for ten, right? And he's like, yeah. And I said, okay, here's ten. Thanks. And I walked away. 
And I went around the corner, and then I, I could, the corner of my eye, I saw the guy kind of go back, and, you know, the guy who's too busy to try to sell something that's, you know. It's like, dude, you're at the flea market. You should be kissing people's ass if they're buying your shit. And right. let alone a lot of it. And so I, I'm walking away, and then I was looking for Rebecca, and I couldn't find her. And she came walking over, and she said, I think that guy got pissed at you. And I said, the guy who sold to me? She's like, no, the other guy came over, and, like, she goes, I saw him explain it to him, and he was all pissed off and bad-mouthed. He's like... That guy, why would he even? <laughs> so hey, hey, he was the sale already happened. You won. That's all that matters. I was, well, I said, well, tough shit. And I was like, I feel like I should walk by and show him the stuff I got from him for too cheap. I didn't do it, but I was like, ha ha, suck it. It's like, dude, who's gonna buy your fucking shitty beat up man magazines except for me? You know. Well, that, that's so that's so bizarre because I, I think I said it's not you like I was talking about prominently. They were in a stack of shit, and they weren't all mad magazines. I had to flip through to find all of them. So right. I like, you fuck it. I was like, dude, fuck you. You were selling Twinkies last year, and I bought them. So you, I am your. I'm like a regular customer of yours, and you just you're gonna bad Was I, I was a regular customer of yours. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand like why you would want to hang on to shit because it costs more energy to like haul it and to store it and to keep it. If somebody comes along, it's not like these are mint and like you can get a thousand dollars, but I'm going to offer you a hundred dollars. It's like, well, it's like a difference between two and three dollars. Well, it's like if they were, if I was trying to buy the entire stack for five bucks, fine. You can say no. I need more than that. Yeah, but I wasn't. I was buying four fucking issues of a giant stack of shit that was in mixed yeah. shapes. Sometimes the covers were off, and I'm like, you can't ask for five bucks. They were in bags and boarded and in like good shape. Okay, five bucks a piece. Maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. if I really wanted, but no. So he badmouthed me, and Rex like that guy badmouthed. I'm like, well, tough shit. I already got his magazine. Yeah, he did. He did yeah, yeah. That's. So, uh, but nobody. The thing that frustrates the shit out of me, it's like it's a fucking flea market barter for the love of Christ. Don't, yeah. The whole idea of a flea market is that you're not firm on any of your goddamn prices, and and I'll go right. up and I'm like, oh, this is twenty five bucks. I was like, would you take twenty? No, it's twenty five bucks. It's like, well, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> I'm not going well, and, and the the whole idea, and it's not like you're you're going to a Barrett Jackson auction for you know high performance cars. It's like most people are going there for crap. I mean, it's yeah. other. It's the it's whole. Like, it's like the living embodiment of one man's trash is another man's treasure. It's the living embodiment of that. So you can't really go into there thinking I'm going to turn a profit and I'm going to do things like no, I'm just, I've got some shit. I'm going to sell some shit. I'll buy some more shit and then try to sell that shit. You know, I mean that's that's what bucks. it is. A ten bucks for four banged up man magazines, which by all means I really wanted, but I wasn't going to pay five bucks a piece for them. No, twenty bucks for that would have been insane. No, so and uh, so anyway, I took the deal from the secondary guy who probably to eat shit, and he was like, he's almost like he's trying to make me feel bad for him. He's like, well, if it doesn't come out, I'm going to get you. I was like, well, that's I I, I think I just said, well, eh, I, I got shrugged. And I was like, eh, and then I was like, that's what you, you, you should have like you should have started playing them against each other and like. You gonna let him talk to you like that, man? I sure would let someone talk. <laughs> like in the next thing, you know, like they're choking each other as you're walking by with your no, good I deal. Quite, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm ready to start a, a, a flea market riot. No, that's the last thing that needs to happen. But um, but it was amazing. There's like the guy, one guy I bought like the Jose Canseco and a couple other things from. Uh, he was like full tilt. Hey, what do you got? I'll take that. That's fine. You know, like I was like, yeah. it's like you're gonna buy that and that. He's like, 
just give me five bucks. He's like, that's fine. You know, oh, not for Jose Canseco. Yeah. Like, I had like three things. He's like, and they were probably if you went by what have you priced, and they would have been like ten bucks. He's like, just give me five bucks. I was like, okay. Yeah. So that is a flea marketeer. That guy understands how it works. Man, it's so much easier yeah. at Goodwill. But yeah, it's kind of the same as a well. And, and John, when when you get to the rest of the stuff I sent you, I'll tell you why too. Oh, okay. But uh, oh. Uh, I guess I should dig into this box because I see a pile of stuff in Hobie's box. Oh, well, that's what she said. Uh, actually, okay. So I, I let's let's too. let's round out the Tim. You complete because I'm done. Okay, let me burn. So you you complete and see. then we'll end with John because I do have it's a pertinent story oh. with with the box full of moonbeams that you see in there. All right. Well, um, I'm pulling out, uh, leave the, there's a big thing in the bottom that I'm not entirely sure what this is, but um, I see a DVD called King Kong, the Animated Series, <laughs> Volume 2. Yeah, it's like a 70s yeah. King Kong DVD. I was like, that's right down to oh, text every lane. Ooh, all right. I can go for that. Is it a text? Oh, uh, no, it's not. I don't know. It's 70s. I'll give it a look-see. Um... We've got the uh, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader Presents. Flush Fiction, 88 short stories you can read in a single sitting. <laughs> That's right. I can deal with that. Flush Fiction, very nice. Uh, a Phase 10 Master's Edition. I like Phase 10. Yeah, I think the uh, Master's Edition has a, a couple other things in it. I forgot. It says, combines the popular game Phase 10 with exciting twists and strategic planning and last-minute surprises. Ooh. And it actually has phase 10 score sheets, which are actually kind of handy. Oh, I'm all for phase 10 masters. So. Excellent. Let me put that back. I, not, I opened it and the cards flew out everywhere. <laughs> um, let me just shut that back. And, and now, I think I've, I'm almost out of kangaroo jerky. It's <laughs> uh, so, so good. I can't stop eating it. Oh, Christ. There's a videotape that's seen way better days. And it's a homemade videotape, <laughs> so it's not a pro not professionally produced, and it's uh, it looks like you paid about fifty cents for it. That's a plus. And all it says, it's got the little you know self labeling sticker on the side, and we pull this price tag off. It says Doomsday, one hour. Says so what? It just said there's a piece of like. Um, note card cut out and then taped onto the side that just says Doomsday one hour. <laughs> Weird. All right, so uh, I popped it in. I'll be watching that tonight. Did you pop yeah, it in? It's, What's on it's it? a Fox. It was a one-hour Fox television show back in the '90s, talking about all the different ways that Doomsday could happen in terms of like viruses and nuclear war and shit like that. And it was produced like it was in the middle of the '90s. Uh, <laughs> I will have to have a look at that. Is there, is, there other, is there other stuff on it? No, I don't know. I only watched the first couple minutes of it, so Tim will, Tim will know. Pass, it says one hour. I'm going to fast forward past the end of it and take a look. But mm -hmm. that's the best part when you have other stuff that's sitting on yeah. the tape and nobody. It's like. And now there's this thing. It kind of looks like a tripod. What the fuck is this? Oh, that's the last one in it. <laughs> it is, but geez, what the fuck? And there's. Oh, it says on the side, Micro Gonzo, <laughs> and it's about three feet. It's a collapsed pogo stick. <laughs> and 
a, a what? A collapsible pogo stick. You can if I pop these handles out and put them in, and I can adjust the height. And there's push out pedals. It's a fucking pogo stick called the Micro Gonzo. Hmm. Oh, let's see. And put the handles in here. And there's some pedals on the side. I could hurt myself on this. <laughs> Are you actually putting it together to use it? Um, I'm loosening the one bolt that I think will stretch it out. There goes pedal one, pedal two. Um, let me see if this will... We're going we're gonna to hear this loud crash all of a sudden. I saw Micro Gonzo, and I was like, I have to get it. And there's varying heights, so you can adjust it to your heights. You just have to push the button in. That seems about right. And let's see here. Ooh, this is dangerous. <laughs> the handle's a little worn on this side, but let's see. <laughs> it's hard. Are you to using it? I just did it. <laughs> is that what that sound well, was? I thought it was like a neighbor's bed banging up against the hey. wall or something. It was hard to do. I need to make this a little higher. Let me see. That's awesome. Is it hard to do? It's hard to do inside with a short ceiling, but I just did. So, yeah, I'm. I could pogo to work. I, you know what? I dare you to. If you should buy a GoPro cam. And put on a helmet, and just and just pogo to work, and just and just film film the reactions you're gonna get from people. Well, actually, you should do it in Texas. It's even better. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome, and it collapses down for easy travel. You can put it in your you can put it in your backpack for travel. Oh my God, that's awesome. Whew, I'm kind of winded from pogoing. <laughs> that is also a potential episode title. <laughs> Winded logo. Yeah. They're just flying all over the place today. Good God! All right. Woo. All right. That's me. All right. So, so, should I go ahead and clean out Hokey's gift? Yeah, and then... yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I just got a book. It's, it's called Flush Fiction. <laughs> I saw that and had my books, short... and I was like, I gotta send it to both you guys. Do you know what's so funny is that I actually write. A lot of flash hey. fiction because they're supposed to be like between two hundred to five hundred well, words. Rumor has it that and you actually wrote a screenplay too. I'm very interested in that. I, I did. I'll send it to you. It's I gotta I gotta add one part when I was just talking with Tim. I am, I, somebody one time told me like they're like you always start things but you never finish things. So I really, like whenever I had any free time, which wasn't much, I, I spent a lot of my lunch hour writing it, but like, my lunch half hour. Um, I, have a, I, I have a really good idea for a horror story. I'll float your way. Um, okay. I'll, I'll float your way. That is pretty good. I, I was I was telling Tim, like, I can't, I mean, not that I don't know if anything will ever come of anything, but I felt pretty proud to have finished it. Um, it comes out to, I think, about 28 pages. So it's just a, a short, basically. And then I always have these ideas that just won't stop. So I'm always constantly writing in a notebook. And I'm just, I have like a million ideas. And so, you know, I think I'm going to probably spend some of my Christmas time like trying to, trying to flush out and finish one of them. I have one, but yeah, I have a, a horror one that's, that's, I, I like the idea of writing like in a really small scope. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's not like a, not like a, and then the aliens came down and exp- you know, not it's not, a, it's not a Michael Bay movie. It's like a, you know, well, I mean, it's people. like it's like you're doing you're actually doing something instead of just like watching Canterbury Tales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if something slides out of a butt. Isn't that what happened in the Canterbury Tales? Oh, somebody that's what I was going to say. Something? You know you know why Holy Mountain tied into Shanghai Surprise? Why okay. is that? Because George Harrison was going to be the lead part of that movie. Oh, that's right. But, but he didn't want to. He didn't want to. Sh- he didn't want to scrub his yeah, butt. Yeah, he didn't want his asshole cleaned on screen. So that's why he didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> see, I, I just proved that I listened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was scrubbing his butt. But no, but this this, this is what I thought. I saw this this flesh fiction. So it's like I I love right because it's like a really easy, fast, like creative way you can get a story done where you go okay. And there's even a way that sometimes people do it where like they give themselves twenty minutes or a half an hour and then just and then you just go. It's like it's kind of like almost like an exercise. But you can do a short short story and it's funny because I was just thinking about like imagine like getting contacted by you know, like hey we want to publish your your short story. You're like awesome. Wait, which company are you with? Uncle John's bathroom reader. It's like, it's not like you're being published, but you're being published by a book that people are supposed to read while they're pooping. But, um, no, it looks interesting. I'm, I'm actually going to read this. I'm actually, I love like that short fiction and everything, cool. but, um, thank you very much. It's awesome. No, that's actually like a really good, like practical. Oh boy. And then a bag of exorb spill cleanup. Sweep spills away. It is. Non toxic and eco friendly. I don't know what, what is this. Uh, so, like, if it's like if something happened that like gets spilled that's like wet or whatever, you just sprinkle it on there, like what the janitor would do at a school. Oh man, I, I saw it, I saw <laughs> it, and then I figured you had some cats, so I was like, man, that'd be awesome to have just in case. If you, yeah, one of them barf. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed him some of that beef jerky, and I'd see if I can make him barf. Jesus, Barry does. I don't think. Yeah, they're all they're all hiding from me right now. All the rustling of papers, but that's awesome. Ooh, and there's a video in here. Yes, I was hoping I'd get a video oh, sometime. I know what it is too. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be so. Train your brain. Banana baseball. It says addictions. Three strikes. An introduction to brain science and spiritual community. E. James Wilder. This is bizarre. I have no, I have no fucking idea. All I know is that it was like it said baseball, and then it went off like 180 degrees oh somewhere God. else. Dude, you know what's crazy? This this uh, tape is it's listed. The copyright is 2004. And the price tag for the U.S. is twenty nine ninety five. I don't understand it. In two thousand and four, like so, it says addictions follow a catastrophic failure to reach adult maturity. Teenagers who are vulnerable to addictions already have three strikes against them. Ooh, my phone's about oh, to die. All right. All right. Can you hear that? Yeah. Um, but so yeah. So this basically wouldn't it be funny if I watched this and it actually like had some incredible incredible insight to me and I actually like. No. I just saw baseball, and then I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? So I was like, all right, I'm sending it in. Yeah, down. that is, oh. And then there's a, uh, something, a heavy box. This is it's a box another box. This is 7763 Beasties. What the it's fuck? It's a box full of moonbeams. Oh, nice. These are 
Donruss baseball cards. And the first one I picked out was this really awkward-looking guy for the Marlins, and it says Lee Guterman. <laughs> so, like, I, I found that at Goodwill, and it had, did not have a price tag on it. So, I like, this the first thing I opened up, like, the first card that was staring at me was a Kansas City Royals Brett Saberhagen card. I'm like, oh, I'm nice. like this, this has got John written all over it. So, I asked the lady, it's like, this, oh, I just pulled a Royals. Yeah. I just pulled a little bad Bosley. Uh, is it, is there, yeah. If there's a Steve Balboni in there, let me know. And oh, and yeah. uh, and I asked the lady, and it was like, uh, "How much is this?" And I go, "We don't know. There's no price tag." So it ended up being like three bucks. They're like, "It's three bucks." I'm like, "There's no way." I, I saw the Saberhagen card. There's plenty of cards in there. If you look at all all those cards together, it's way more than three bucks. I was like, "Oh, dude, John's getting these." Oh yeah. Well, this is strange too because it's it's almost like um, they're they're in such amazing they're in really good condition. These almost look like print cards. So, like, like print. and and the, the thing that also like put me over the top is that outside of it it said box full of moonbeams. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's got like colored pencils on it on the cover, and then on the side it says it says seven seven six three B. Yeah, what the hell. But it's just it ends up being it's, it's, a, it's another box of yeah, moonbeams. Another box of moonbeams. <laughs> well, this is just somebody that had these these cards and then they just saved them. Because okay, here's top. Oh boy, John Smiley. <laughs> these are all these are all '88 too. So this is my era. Like I love base. This is when I was insane about base. Yeah, I got a Sparky. It's a sparky. This is awesome. Thank you. This is really yeah. good. I will definitely. Uh, so I like. I, I saw. It, so I saw it at the toy aisle at Goodwill, and it didn't have a price tag, and it was just a box. And I opened up the box, and the first car that stared at me was Brett Saber again. So I was like, "This is going to John." So bam. That's Dave. Thank you, Dave Parker. I just pulled. I just pulled the. Um, but this, this, baseball, so it's so funny too to look at their styles and stuff and what they or lack of, like the guys would wear. Oh, there's some Mike Fitzgerald from the Expos. This is awesome. Thank yeah. you. You know what's what's fun too is I I love reading like the back of the cards on the old ones because sometimes they'll have something like really interesting. But there's some guys you know they're really stretching. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Mike graduated from Lakewood High School. He and his wife are parents of three children. <laughs> The air. Okay. It's like this is Bob. He likes air. <laughs> it's, this is another one. Bruce Hurst, who is a pitcher, says Bruce and his wife are parents of two children. So this series, they really like talking about people's kids. And there's nothing interesting. They just like, how many kids you got? All right. And then it's like all time favorite like card. Total, total, I got a card total batting average, one eighty seven. Yeah, it's like ooh boy, a one eighty seven hitter. Um, there's there was one of my favorite cards is this this uh, traded series of cards today guy, and my favorite one is this weird looking guy, and it says in the back of it, uh, I can't remember what his name, but it says he has the largest collection of cologne in baseball. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, he collected cologne. It's like okay, and it cologne in the eighties. It all tastes. It all tasted. It all I summoned really the Sex Panther. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's oh, you got an Ozzy Guillen card. Oh, nice. Hey, player. Oh, yeah. well, 
crazy ass. But anyway, uh, uh, Tim, do you have anything left? No, that was it. The pogo stick was the coup de gras. Ah, very I think, nice. I think that means that, that we're done. I think we've gotten through a Gunsimus in a shitty yeah. three hours. And you know what? We only <laughs> spent a half an hour talking about the movie, so that's even better. And we, yeah, it, it, that was a real hardcore analysis of an earnest movie. I know. I, I almost feel like you should cut it up into parts. Like that should almost stand alone because it, that's that's all new, Jim. That was amazing. Uh, that was amazing insights to something that's uh, that's like going to McDonald's and writing <laughs> writing a like a really long review of the, of the new uh, chicken sandwich. <laughs> I want to go get a Yumbo at Burger King. But what's it called? A Yumbo. Is it out already? Yeah, you just go and get it. It's just it's basically like an Arby's hot ham and cheese, but it's Burger King. It's called a Yumbo. Yumbo? That is the right, well, so, name so, ever. Well, it was a 70s sandwich, and I don't think it took off in the 70s either, but I kind of want to eat it. Okay, so here's what we do. Let's tomorrow or sometime, let's all go eat a Yumbo, and then... <laughs> And then we'll we'll uh, we'll either write about it or we'll we can do a pod about it. We can do a sidebar Yumbo podcast. <laughs> yumbo cast. We'll do a Yumbo cast. Is what we'll do. It, it's, <laughs> this is like all right. That's a, it's a slow suicide by Burger King. Let's do it. <laughs> suicide pack. Uh, well. All right, I'm down. I'm gonna go. I'll get a Yumbo. I'm gonna try it. Yep. Get a yumbo. I'm gonna go get. I might get the yumbo tonight. I'll do it tomorrow. Are you really? Yeah, I might. Rebecca's at a show. I'm gonna go get some Burger King. All right. Okay. I I would go do a yumbo, but I don't think I should be able. I should drive right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but I'm a little yum. I'm a little yumbo myself right now. So what song? Uh, what song should we go out on? I think we gotta do this one. Yeah. It's the Ernest Saturday Morning Cartoon Show. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. This is the best Exodonsimus ever, by the way. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, and, and so I need to I need to step it up and send some gifts for a, a post. A post uh, yeah. your, your presence is your presence. If you want to send stuff, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, yeah. I will definitely send stuff. So I've got. Anyways, well, thank you, thank you for the gift, Jim. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Bird. Merry Merry Christmas, Bird. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eat some jerky. Signing off. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. Bye. Hey, Vern, today's your lucky day. We knew you wouldn't want to oversleep, Vern. We only do it once a week, Vern. Me and all the other guys, Vern. We even brought the pies, Vern. It's the Ernest P. Boy with a story and a moral and a big chuckle, hip trip, double dip, super super show. You know what I mean? Hey, Vern, we moved your furniture and now we're going to fire up the barbecue, Vern. We owe it all to you, Vern. But now you gotta move, Vern!